Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Archive Panic. I'm your host Ben Niven. I'm Jacob Russell. And today we're going to be looking at 1989's The Punisher, starring none Fuck other yeah. than Dolph Lundgren. Fuck yeah. <laughs> this movie is fucking good. Now, we did mention in, in, in the previous episode, but it bears mentioning once again that we are recording this on the same day that we recorded Howard the Duck, and we watched these movies more or less back to back. Yeah, just giving you a little information about how the sausage is made. Hell yeah. So, as a result of this, when I say that I fucking adore this movie, <laughs> I have to admit that that is partially because I watched this after I watched Howard the Duck. I could have watched fucking any movie after Howard the Duck, and I feel like I would have felt like a fucking masterpiece. Mm. <laughs> That's a good point. But, yeah. Could have watched fucking Ghost of Mars following Howard the Duck and being like, hmm, this, this is wonderful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm not, okay, I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> as much as I do joke about this, I do genuinely feel like this film is a hell of a lot better than it was made out to be. Almost every single article or video I have been able to find regarding this movie kind of shits on it a little bit. Kind of, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's very unfair, uh, especially looking back in this film. Like, don't get me wrong, this is not a what I would consider a good film. It is, however, a fucking quality action movie from the 1980s and within that genre. Yeah. So to put, I would put this alongside the likes of, you know, Rambo 2 and 3, uh, not First Blood, though, that stands on its own entirely. I wouldn't even mm. consider that an action movie. Yeah, if you're uh, in the mood all. for just, like, a stupid action movie. Not even a stupid action movie, because there are some genuinely good character moments throughout this. Mm. Uh, especially with regards to sort of Frank's overall like views uh, with regards to his particular brand of justice, uh, there's some great lines delivered by Dolph Lundgren uh, throughout the movie. He does great lines. Job. I don't know. I don't think Dolph Lundgren's that great, but I like his line. Oh no, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like he uh. delivers them well uh, for the character that he's portraying. Is he necessarily a good actor? Is his like technique on point? Uh, that's debatable. <laughs> but uh but yeah I, I i enjoyed this movie for the most part i fucking loved it um yeah, it although it should also put a slight disclaimer with regards to this movie is that you and i are both slightly biased when it comes to this as uh i blame you for my love of the punisher Punisher's good. Uh, yeah. uh, because we are both growing up. Uh, you introduced me to the Punisher through the medium of the PlayStation 2 game. Oh, yeah. Fucking shit. Yes, uh, yeah. Which is phenomenal. Uh, and I then walked, and from there, we kind of moved on to reading things like, you know, Punisher Warzone, the Punisher Max, uh, you've War seen Journal. A, you've seen the Thomas Jane movie, haven't you? I had, yes. That was one of the first bits of have Punisher you, media I really got into. Have you seen the Ray Stevenson one? No, I haven't. No, oh. but I'm, I'm looking forward oh, to it. Oh, see when we get to that? Holy shit. Is it, oh, is it bad? <laughs> no, it's just fucking over the top. It's great. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it then. Uh, uh, rest in peace, Ray Stevenson. Oh yeah, he died, didn't he? Yeah. he? Yeah, he passed just shortly before uh, the Ahsoka series came out. Was he in that? Yes, yeah. he plays Balin Skull. Alright, cool. But now uh, let's uh, get into a little bit of the uh, Yes, let's get into the some of here. the vitals of this movie. Again, once again, as is our, our note, I know nothing about how this film was made. Jacob is our resident uh, research master. 
You and say that, gonna... I just kind of Google things. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. But you do but you do it brilliantly. Mm. Um, also, just before we just before we begin, you know, you're, give you're us a, a like. phenomenal Googler. Yeah, give a before we begin, give us a like, a little bit of a subscribe here. And, yes, uh, as always, is a podcast live and die by word of mouth. So be sure to share us out on uh, social yeah. media. Uh, by the time that this episode goes out, we do have our own Instagram account at Archive Panic. So be sure to give us a wee follow uh, for a wee look behind the scenes of us uh, filming these episodes and a couple of and our sort of thoughts and feelings of any more recent movies that we're going to see that we might not necessarily be able to cover on the podcast itself. In my case, it might just be video games because I'm still fucking playing through Yakuza. So uh, yeah, aye, but I mean that's a solid bet. Even though we're recording this same day that we recorded our bet, Howard the Duck, it's a solid bet that this time next week you're still going to be going through those fucking Yakuza games. I started playing those games in May of this year. And you're still fucking at God moment. Anyways. To be fair, there's a fucking there's a hot there's like how many Yakuza games are there now? Like nine? Ten? Seven. Well technically eight. And then the ninth is coming out, and then you've got the spin-offs. Do you include judgment in that though? Because if, no, ju- if you include the because if you include the judgment games, there's no, like I, a I'm solid just, ten. I'm just including the Yakuza titles plus the Like a Dragon. Titles. Well, Like a Dragon is what Yakuza has become uh-huh, now. Uh-huh. They've changed the title so entirely. There is eight out at the moment. There's going to be nine yeah. very soon. But anyways, ironic then, that we discuss Yakuza because they because the the Yakuza uh, feature heavily in this movie. Yeah. But anyways, let's get into the specifics here. Yes. This is Punisher 1989, directed by Mark Goldblatt. Um, the only other movie this is the, s- the second and final movie he's directed. The only other movie he's directed was called uh, Dead Heat in 1988, the year before. Have you heard of this? Never heard of Dead Heat. No. I haven't seen it, but I watched the trailer for it. And it, it's a it it's like a, a comedic buddy cop movie where one of them turns into a zombie. What the fuck? And it's one of Vincent Price's last movies. Oh shit! I need to check that out. That sounds mm. awesome. And it's uh, <laughs> but he this guy Mark Goldblatt has had more of a career as an editor, right? So uh, oh yeah, his editing career is so fucking. I wrote mental. a little list here of some movies that you would you will know. Maybe our listeners will. Oh uh, yeah, no, they definitely will. In no particular order, The Howling, Halloween Two. Terminator 1 and 2, Commando, Rambo First Blood Part 2, yep. Robocop, Predator 2, Super Mario Brothers, True Lies. The, when you say Super Mario Brothers, we are talking about the... I'm not talking about the animated movie. Yeah, not the animated <laughs> movie. This is the original movie adaptation. Yeah, yeah. And what was it, 1988 or 91? It was 80s know. or 90s. I can tell you it was high as fuck. Late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> True Lies, Starship Troopers, and a fuck ton of Michael Bay movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Basically, every Michael Bay movie up until Bad Boys 2, I Yeah, say. he did Bad Boys 2, then after that, I don't think he did any. Yeah. Uh, this was written by a guy called Boaz Yakin, who, um, you, know, you know, I looked at his writing stuff, and, you know, it's mostly, like, direct DVD stuff. He wrote the yeah. fucking sequel... I don't even know there was a sequel to Dirty Dancing. Oh yeah, there was, yeah. Uh, but the the two things I, I noticed that he did that... Uh, I've seen one of these, I haven't seen the second one. He wrote Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time movie. Yes, yeah. that horrible fucking movie. I only saw it once, I didn't really care because I didn't really play the games, I just watched oh, it. I fucking love and, Sands uh, of Time, man. Now You See Me. Yeah. And he also produced... Uh, Where the fuck did that come from, by the way? I don't know, he also produced uh, the first two Hostel movies. Eli Roth movies. Yeah, okay. But yeah, this is based on the character of the Punisher, created by Jerry Conway, Ross Andrew, and John Romita Sr. Uh-huh. Um, Jerry Conway sounds like a pretty cool guy. I had a look at his shit. He's, uh, he's done a lot. He's done some pretty good work. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think the budget was for this? Oh, for this movie? I mean, there's a fuck ton of squibs going off on it, so like... <laughs> 
Squibs weren't... Oh, well, 89 squibs were going pretty cheap. Uh, I'm going to say... We'll say 40 million. 9 million. Fuck off! Yeah, this is a New World movie. This is Roger Corman's. Oh, Corman. yeah, this is this Corman's. Is... Yeah. Well, at this point, he wasn't. He didn't have anything to do in New World, and this is probably why the box office for this was a bit weird, because, right, you might some of you Americans that are in the know might be like, why are they doing this? They said they'll only be doing the theatrical movies. This didn't come out in cinemas. Not in America. It came this out came in cinemas out, in the UK, though. This had a worldwide release, except for the US. Yep. Dolph Lundgren's home country of Sweden. <laughs> and, oh, no way, man! And South Africa. <laughs> Came out everywhere, bar those three places. <laughs> that's that's just unfortunate. So, man. what do you think the box office was? Well, if we're talking worldwide, yeah, it's worldwide. Uh, whenever I whenever I say box office, always it's worldwide. always worldwide. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm assuming it made its money back. Oh yeah, like yeah. I mean, if it was only nine million, uh, I'd not say. I don't. I don't. I feel like this wouldn't have been a hit because it was eighty nine. So, I don't know, like... I don't know, action movies. Yeah, true, action movies at 89. Uh, we'll say it made back what... We'll say it made what I thought the budget was originally, so around 40 million. 30 million. Fuck! Yeah. This didn't actually have an official cinema release until, like, 2009 in America. Right, so... Why did it get brought out in 2009? Well, it got released on video, Right. But then it, yeah, but why did the, it get put in cinemas in two thousand nine? Was it an direct, anniversary? No, because the director was just doing, the director did a sort of tour with his original print of it and just did oh, that, shit. showed that. And then Dolph Lundgren, somebody did a Dolph Lundgren film festival where they were just showing all his movies. What the fuck? So Dolph Lundgren was there, and then he brought then he brought this guy, and they did that movie as well. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, thirty million. Um, yeah, the IMDb score out of ten. Well. That's actually, we really enjoy this movie, but people do tend to shit on it. Mm-hmm. So, 6 out of 10, 6.5? 5.6. Fucking grow up, you cunts. This film's great. <laughs> the Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> critics score out of 100? I can't see critics liking this movie. I'll say 50. 25. Fuck off! And the audience score? Again, I'll, I'll go for a solid 60. This actually got a worse than Howard the Duck. It got 33. How the fuck... Did this get worse than Howard the fucking duck? <laughs> Fuck all of y'all. This film is fucking great. Yeah, 80s action movies, they're stupid. No, they're, well, some well, of them are. Yeah, but. They're stu- <laughs> yeah, but- they're stupid, but they're fucking fun, man. Like, oh, fuck me. Sometimes I just want a t- testosterone fueled fucking orgy of violence. Sometimes that's just all I want, right? And it's good shit. Sure, Dolph Lundgren is not as good as Schwarzenegger or Stallone, but. You know, I've only, to be fair, I've only seen, uh, like, four movies, Dolph Lundgren, right? This, uh... I think I've only seen two, this well, and The Expendables. Well, this, Rocky Four, Oh, fuck um, yeah, Rocky Showdown IV. in Little Tokyo, which we will do at some point. Yeah. And the first Expendables movies, and in three oh, of shit. those... I've th- also seen four. Uh, I've seen, because I watched Creed 2 as well. Yeah, well. And he's fucking great in Creed 2. In three of the four movies I've seen with Dolph Lundgren in them, he's fucking killing Asian people. <laughs> 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 so I don't know <laughs> something's going on here <laughs> to be fair uh, in 80s uh, 80s action that was kind of the the status quo I mean the Expendables he's punching out fucking Jet Li so you know yeah um, 
Oh yeah, there's another movie he did in the eighties that I think we should cover because it looks interesting. Fucking Red Scorpion. Oh yeah, that looks cool. Hell yeah, but uh, Dolph Lundgren, he's not a great actor, but you know he's, he's no, got... but he has he does exactly what is required of him in the movies that he's in. Like he's entertaining as fuck when you do see him, <laughs> and he also has a really fucking funny cameo in uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you fucking forgot about yeah, that shit. Yeah. He's in Always Sunny and yeah. he's fucking great. Anyways, and he good. doesn't get his dong out. Raging. You kind of see his ball sack in this movie. You do a little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> free, hashtag free the dong. <laughs> uh, Dolph Lundgren currently recovering from it. Uh, he's got cancer, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he remember. does, yeah. yeah. Currently living with cancer, unfortunately. You, you kick its ass, Dolph. Too fucking right, kick you will, big ass. man. <laughs> <laughs> you kick fuck out of cancer. Anyway. Let's get into this. Mm-hmm. So the movie begins and the credits are very fucking moody uh, with a soundtrack that I feel wouldn't be out of place on a monster flick, to be honest. It's this very, like, kind of low droning kind of sound effect with these big stings interspersed throughout the song. Yeah, it's a horror movie soundtrack, pretty much. Very, yeah, it's very, like, creature feature-esque, mm-hmm. I would say. So if we want to get, like, specific into, like, subgenres of horror. The movie then... And kicks off proper with a news broadcast telling us that one Dino Moretti has been released from prison and acquitted of all charges in connection to the murder of Frank Castle and his family. Do you drink Moretti? No. You don't drink Moretti? Okay. Nah, no, yeah. I don't really drink all that often anymore. Uh, yeah. And when I do, it's normally spirits because beer gives me an absolute fucking killer of a hangover. See, I'm doing that keto shit, so that's the only reason I drink spirits. <laughs> but, you know. You're looking well for it, by the way, I meant to say. Fuck yeah. You're looking anyway. good, man. Anyways. Uh, so, Moretti returns home and orders his goons to sweep the building before beginning their celebrations. We now get what can... What I would personally be described to be one of the best Batman movies I've ever seen in my life uh, in the form of a Punisher flick. Mm. <laughs> As he takes out the goons one by one. In various, more gruesome ways than the last. So one guy gets, like, hung by his neck with what looks like a skipping rope. He does stab out. He stabs... One guy gets stabbed in the fucking head. What another the fuck one is throat. that room, by the way? It's like a weird mirror room. I don't know, but every action movie has one. They just have a random fucking hall of mirrors mm. in there for some fucking reason. Even John Wick 2 has one. Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. That's it's an art. That makes sense, though. It's that makes sense because it's an art exhibit. <laughs> but, like, every, but it's weird that it's become a trope in action movies. Yeah. Where, like, every action movie needs, like, a mirror scene. Yeah, they would do that. And they've done that for years, I, mean, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think there's one in the, the Man with the Golden Gun. I don't know if you really count James Bond movies as action movies, but... Yeah. I kind. It depends on... To be honest, it depends on the Bond. Like, yeah. the Daniel Craig... Like, the Daniel oh, Craig yeah. movies. <laughs> Fuck yeah, those are action movies. Pierce Brosnan ones as well. Pierce Brosnan, definitely action movies. Lazenby? Eh. Timothy Dalton. Oh, really? Timothy Dalton. Those are action movies. Hell yeah. But yeah, it depends on the Bond. We won't James cover Bond. Him. James Bond coming soon. Stop saying coming soon for shit we're going to do in like fucking five years, you cunt. Yeah. Right, anyway. Right, uh, but eventually Moretti appears with a tray of drinks. He sees his attacker and shouts, You! Uh, before you. getting in one shot off of his pistol. Cut to a bunch of reporters outside the building rushing in after hearing the gunfire. Yeah, that's a bit... Here's the thing. <laughs> Are all of these reporters thick as pig shit? Because, I'll admit, right, I don't live in a place where guns are, like, frequent, right? But if I heard somebody shooting, I certainly wouldn't run towards the shit. Yeah. Mm. 
No, the reporter, the, one of the reporters is absolutely a fucking fiend for a job. She likes her job a bit too much. Oh, yeah, she... Because fuck- the fucking house explodes, right? Yeah, the, the building and- explodes, and one of the reporters is still, like, screaming at her cameraman, keep rolling, keep yes, rolling, it's the same move woman. in tighter. It's the same woman, she's like, you getting this? And you can hear him, he's like, there's shit in my limbs! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's shit in my limbs, and she's going, are you getting this? There's shit in my limbs! Yeah. <sighs> it's fucking great. Uh, so... Now, the building explodes before anyone could get near, and then Moretti emerges from the building, holding his pistol before collapsing to the ground, revealing a knife in his back with a skull all uh, as the kind of pommel. Yeah, for some reason they didn't put the the skull on his shirt. Like yeah, they put it on his knife does. instead. Honestly, I don't really care no. that the skull isn't on there. It would have been nice to have the yeah. skull on the shirt or on like even on like a Kevlar vest, similar to what. Uh, later iterations of the Punisher would do, I believe. Like, I'm, I'm not mistaken. I think Thomas James version, the skulls on like a vest as well. Yeah, it's mostly on a T-shirt though. But um, yeah, yeah, the the Ray Stevenson one, like, the Ray Stevenson, the Ray Stevenson one. one. It's on a vest. It's all so far the John uh, the John Bernthal version. It's on a Kevlar vest as well, which I think is a really cool way to go about it. But mm-hmm. regardless. It doesn't really. It doesn't affect my enjoyment of the movie. Mm. It's confusing as to why it's not there to a certain degree because it's not like they didn't fucking have yeah, the rights to it. They Stan, had the rights Stan to the whole fucking name, character. Stan Lee's name is in the credits for this movie as well. It's like yeah, um, yeah, which doesn't really make much sense to me because I don't think he ever really had much to do with the Punisher. But eh. he is executive editor of pretty much every comic that Marvel put out. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. So even in the ones that he doesn't have much to do with, he still gets didn't, didn't see his, his name, name in, didn't see his name in the credits of Howard the Duck, or but I think that may have been a personal choice. <laughs> ah, true believers, this movie is bullshit. This movie. <laughs> I'm uh, no, <laughs> no, get away from me. Think of his dying days. You know, he was just sitting there, was like ah, Howard the Duck. Fuck, fuck that shit is there any regret I published Howard uh, the comics are quite I fun pub- but. no the comics are great yeah, yeah. But anyways yes so Moretti Amir is a second explosion then finishes the destruction of the building mm. we then cut to the Punisher meditating naked in front of a bunch of candles as he recalls the events of his family's death now they do change Punisher's backstory ever so slightly in this movie in two ways that don't fair, really have any major impact. To be fair, they change it in like every fucking movie. <laughs> they change it in every movie. They change it in every fucking run of the comics, man. Like it's yeah. honestly, the cunt's kids have died. Like I've God had, knows how many I've times. I've had twenty different children, and all of them and have all died. All of them have died in different ways. Past a certain point, you've got to ask himself, "How good of a father are you?" Right? You keep having wanes. They keep fucking dying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you think you you think you'd be kind of used to it by now. Just, yeah, <laughs> you think it would just be like, oh fuck, there goes another yeah. one. Yeah. Well, there oh, goes well. Ro- there goes Rosie. Oh, yeah, oh, well. that was a shame. I liked that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh well, oh, there's our skull. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh fuck, that's that looks kind of badass. Shit, hold on, oh. Rosie, stay still. I need to draw this shit. <laughs> stay still, she's dead. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, he's living in the sewers. He looks kind of like a junkie. Yeah, and. As I was saying, they do change the backstory ever so slightly. So instead of his kids dying in Central Park, arc to in like the crossfire of a gang war, uh, they die to a car bomb, mm-hmm. uh, and his wife dies at the same time. Also, instead of having a son and a daughter, he has two daughters. Yeah. Don't know why the fuck they changed that for this movie, but Doesn't they really. did. It doesn't really affect anything in any major way. Yeah. It's just something that I think is worth noting considering this is an adaptation of an existing work, so whenever they change shit, 
always find that interesting to try and figure out why. Mm. But yeah, no fucking clue why they changed that whatsoever. Because it doesn't really have any major impact in the character. It just kind of exists. Uh, yeah, it's, like it's... there's no real reason. Like the fact that it was like a car bomb changes nothing. Like he's not like afraid of fire or any shit like that. It doesn't come back in any meaningful way. No, yeah, nothing. it's like yeah, it's weird. It's just a thing. Yeah. <laughs> So, we then cut back to the ruins of the Moretti house and to Lieutenant Berkowitz. Lou Gossett Jr. Played yeah. by none other than Lou Gossett Jr. Yeah, now, he's in a... Have you seen the Iron Eagle movies? No, I have They're not. They're kind of like ro- low-rent Top Gun. Uh, he's in those. He's in a pretty decent sci-fi movie from the 80s that we might cover at some point called uh, Enemy Mine, where he's uh, decked out in alien makeup. It's good shit. Um, but other than that, I don't really know him from much else. But, you know... Me neither, but he's good in this. Yeah, yeah. He's very good in this. Dresses like my dad. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up, but yeah. <laughs> he does, throughout the entirety of this movie, he does dress remarkably like your father. It's very strange. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hang on a second, I don't know my... Kind of has, my... has a similar sense of humour to your dad as well. Very deadpan, very... Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> I didn't know my... I didn't know my dad could be... <laughs> you didn't know your dad was a beat cop and... Can... I didn't know my dad was a black man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just been... He's just been in white face your whole life. Like, yeah. He's not even Italian, no. <laughs> yeah, no, not Italian at all, no. <laughs> anyway... We see Lieutenant Berkowitz, the head of the Punisher Task Force. Keeps mentioning it's 2am. Yeah, uh, he's been interviewed by the press and questioned on whether or not he'll be stepping down as the leader of the task force due to his lack of leads and his seemingly outlandish theory that the late Frank Castle is, in fact, the Punisher. Did you got better shit to do? It's two in the fucking morning! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. This keeps getting brought up throughout this scene. The fact that it's two a.m. He then sees like one like the chief of police comes down to berate him as oh, yeah, well. Got the stereotype angry chief guy. Oh, I yeah. got the mayor breathing down my, my back. Neck. Yeah, he literally says that at one point. Like it's not even a fucking joke, man. The man's a walking stereotype for like the angry chief. Yeah, he looks like he's gonna die of a fucking coronary. Yeah, he's gonna drop dead at any fucking moment. Yeah. <laughs> They're not gonna find a knife in his back or anything like that. He's just gonna go eh, and fucking, mm. fucking. <laughs> <laughs> His heart just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking blew up in his chest, yeah. All those hot dogs and pretzels, yeah. mate. <laughs> it was like the fucking ending of Kill Bill 2. His heart just fucking... <laughs> Is that what happens at the end of that? They literally call it the exploding heart technique. I thought he died by, like, jacking himself off in a wardrobe. <laughs> no, that was that happened in real life, dude. You're getting, the, you're, you're getting reality and fiction that mixed up again, suck. bro. That must suck. Your legacy in TV and film is forgotten. You're just known as that guy. You're just guy known as the choke wank guy. <laughs> you know, you might be known as Bill, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he choke wanked. <laughs> the choking stroke. <laughs> One of Kylie Minogue's ex-boyfriends died of a choke wank as well. Uh, came as he went. Uh, anyways... <laughs> I didn't. I didn't just mention that out of the blue. This film was shot in Australia, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, there is a link there beyond the cho- beyond the chokey wank. Uh, <laughs> why is that so funny? Because it is. I mean, it's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Anyway, uh, we then 
are introduced to Detective Sam Leary, who supposedly worked with Berkowitz during a heroin bust five years ago. I was the prostitute! Yeah, uh, she doesn't say that. Uh, I was the hooker! <laughs> exactly, yeah. Mm. Like, Berkowitz doesn't recognise her at all, and she was like, oh, it was my first thing in plain clothes, and he's like, no. He's like, I was the hooker! Oh, fuck, oh sorry, yeah, 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 how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently, oh, fuck, this, yeah, apparently this character was supposed to be, uh, <laughs> was supposed to be played by Nicole Kidman. Originally, it was I. Yeah, we don't know well, if it was her or if it was well, the mute I'm just, I'm just daughter was, of like Tanaka. Yeah, but I'm just guessing it's going to be Nicole Kidman because Nicole Kidman was up and coming at that point. True. I can't remember if she was. I think she was just about to do Days of Thunder. Right. Okay. Yeah. I so think that was. Like, right I think that was 1990. So like, uh, so I think she was supposed to play this character. But, All right. Cool. But she never did it for whatever reason. But so Leary wants to be Berkowitz's partner, claiming that she's the most qualified person for the position. Uh, she then proceeds to list all of her professional achievements to Berkowitz, who is completely unimpressed and Bet uninterested. Your proud. <laughs> until she says, I believe that Frank Castle is the Punisher. Oh shit, you and my team. <laughs> yeah, that immediately was like, fuck, you're in. Show like, my office nine o'clock sharp. <laughs> that's exactly what he says. I like this movie. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> we then cut to outside of an airport as a mobster named Franco leaves the airport and the press grill him about the Punisher. Uh, they ask him, well, if the Punisher doesn't exist, how the hell did all of your associates die? To which he replies, I suppose it was just stress. <laughs> Genuinely funny line. I actually got a fucking chuckle out of me. I miss when we used to get like proper like, full-on like, just interviewer people asking criminal, suspected criminals questions. Yeah, yeah. I miss that shit. When was the last time we had anything like that? Anything big like that? When Nicola Sturgeon got done. Ah, oh, there was that. But I mean like proper like, crime bosses and shit. Oh, like fucking fucking Arthur Thompson. <laughs> fucking hell. Arthur Thompson and Paul Ferris and all that shit. The Wee Man. Oh, aye, The Wee Man. Fuck, I forgot all about that. It's a terrible movie, but... Like, yeah, right. It's an alright movie. That's not... But here's a bit of Glasgow true crime for you, right? Yeah, we fucking go. <laughs> so... We're gonna... Halfway through the podcast, we're changing genres, motherfuckers. No, no this, will, this will give you a little bit of... Fuck in- the movies. This will <laughs> give you a little bit of insight of what it was like in Scotland, right? So, oh, yeah. So uh, there was this uh, Glasgow gangster guy. There's a there's an ongoing gang war in Glasgow between the Lions family and the Daniels family, right? Mostly in North Glasgow, right? Um, <laughs> uh, I can't... I think it's the Lions. They're connected slightly to Tommy Fury as well. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, one of these... Uh, uh, some gang enforcer guy called Kevin O'Carroll, right? Aye, yeah, the nickname of Gerbil, right? Yeah. He was fucking killed in like a scene that was like something out of a fucking like mob movie, right? He was in a he was it in would a, not have been out of place in like a Scorsese flick. Ah, he was in a he was in a back seat of a two door car in an Asda car park, supermarket car park. Yep. For like a meeting about drugs or whatever. And then out of nowhere some balaclavered motherfuckers come up and just start unloading guns into the back seat of the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> I remember I remember seeing it on the news the next day. <laughs> it was mental. Um I remember seeing that and thinking like, holy fuck like when was it that happened again? Oh, like 2006, something like that. Yeah, I remember coming home from school and my mum and dad were watching the news. And for a split second, I genuinely thought they were watching a movie. And then do you remember... And I was was like halfway through asking the question, what movie is this? When I seen like the fucking the BBC News thing and the con, I was like, oh fuck, this is real! And then then do you remember, do you remember a few years later, like I was living in Glasgow at this point. 
there was a car chase between two uh, oh yeah yeah and then the guy got his face absolutely fucked with like a machete yeah i remember texting you after being like hey that was pretty close to where you are are you all right it was in, like, Char- it was in charing cross yeah yeah and then was the like, guy was pretty close to where you lived so i was like dude are you okay did you see any of this <laughs> and then you replied just like nah gutted i didn't and i was like what the fuck yeah the guy's the fuck is wrong with you the guy's nose was hanging off and then like yeah, he yeah. got uh what do you call it is 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 upper jaw was detached from the rest of his skull yeah he survived oh yeah yeah he's still alive he's still he's kicking. still ki- he's still kicking ball, eh? but this is the world of the punisher <laughs> this is the world of glasgow <laughs> uh, imagine that imagine that fucking weejay punisher man i'm surprised right this is a thing though um i always sit there going like oh glasgow would be a great place for like a mob movie or like an action movie and stuff but uh glasgow city council never wants any of that shit to be filmed there because nah, they're, trying, they hate to, that. they're yeah. trying to get away from that image <laughs> Yeah, an yeah. image has been there since like the fucking Victorian times. Pretty but, much, you know, yeah. <laughs> an image yeah. that they're never really gonna shake because no. it's always gonna be there. It's, it's the stereotype, the angry Glaswegian, you know, the violent Glaswegian. Aye, yeah. they hate it, but it's always gonna be there. It's why, like, ninety percent of the time, if you see like a major film production coming out of Glasgow, nine times out of ten, it's either gonna be a musical or a comedy. Yeah. You're never gonna. You're very rarely are you gonna see like a genuinely great. Like, it's filmed in Glasgow, I should say. You're genuinely gonna see like a filmy thing that is filmed and based in Glasgow. Every yeah, now and then, a lot Glasgow of stuff gets will get filmed used. in Glasgow. But... Yeah, like to tell you how fucking bad Glasgow can be, right? Mm. It has been. It was used for a stand-in for both communist Russia <laughs> and Gotham City. It's Gotham twice. It's been Gotham twice, yeah. But specifically, it was Communist Russia and Gotham City within the same year. (laughs) Those films happened back to back, both The Batman, the Robin Pattinson Batman, and the Tetris movie was used Glasgow, and then Batgirl also used Glasgow for Gotham. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's how fucking brutal (laughs) Glasgow is. It's been used for... Or what is fict- like in terms of fictionally like, outside of the likes of like fucking Sin City and shit like that, one of the most gruesome, violent fucking locales in like oh. <laughs> in fiction. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Well, it was good, good times. But anyway, yeah, Punisher. Alright, so as you said, the mobster leaves leaving the airport. He eventually notices Detective Berkowitz and asks him, "Can I help you?" Which gives us a fucking killer line from Berkowitz. He says, "Oh, you already have." Kind of like how a worm helps a fisherman. I'm glad you're back home, Franco. And then he fucks off. So this Franco guy. <laughs> so this Franco guy. He's a uh, oh, yeah. Franco was played by a guy. I think his name's Jerome Crab. I think. Um, he's Couldn't a Dutch. He's me. a Dutch actor. He was in a lot of uh, Paul Verhoeven movies. Yeah, yeah. He's used a lot in those. He was in. A, he was a villain in a Bond movie as well. Uh, the Living Daylights. Um, I don't think I've seen that one. It's the first Timothy Dalton one. Yeah, I've not seen that. Yeah, he was the villain in that, but he's good. He's like probably the best actor in this. Well, him, apart him and him and Louis Gossett Jr. They're they're both really fucking good. Yeah, yeah they're they're good shit. Um, but this is yeah, this is something. Right? It's an Italian mob, right? But we've noticed as, it, as is the norm in most movies. Whenever we get like an Italian mob, it's ninety percent. It's ninety percent Dutch guys and like fucking not just white guys. In this case, he's just Dutch. But yeah, like uh, his brother, his brother's just your average sort of blonde-haired, blue-eyed white American man who's supposed to be Italian. 
But, you know, I don't look particularly Italian. Every now and then you'll get a random Greek guy in there just to be like, hey, what the fuck, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't particularly look Italian, but there you go, I, I am, but, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they have all the Italian stereotypes in this. You know, they they love uh, their part they of the mob. The fa- they, they're part of the mob. They love their families. They, and like they love food, a good scran. Yep. And they're a little bit racist. So more than a little bit, <laughs> they drop multiple slurs throughout the movie. It's all true. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked. It's all true. And they have a and they have a statue of Jesus in their sort of meeting room as well. They love God. Yeah, they've got like no, they've got like the the Jesus on the cross on the wall. Hell yeah, yeah, Hell yeah. <laughs> So we then cut to Franco Villaxon in a restaurant with his son and a fellow mobster. That's his brother. Got his brother called Jim. Well, yeah, because he says, like, oh, if you didn't come back, I'd be the head of the family. So I'm assuming it's his brother. I think, see, I thought it's not his brother. It's just, like, like his second in command. I don't know, because wasn't it so his like dad that just died? I don't think so. I thought it was his dad. I don't know. Yeah. It was just, like, the head of the family at the time died. Yeah, whatever. Mobsters. But anyway, Franco tells Jim his plans for the family. Ah, yes, the group. Franco intends to unite all of the families into one central organisation using 600 kilos of heroin as his bargaining chip. So essentially, essentially splitting up the various, essentially splitting up the various different jobs throughout the family. So if one family would handle distribution, another would handle like the admin and the money aspect of things, so on and so forth. So essentially, he's actually trying to make a, a yakuza clan. <laughs> More or less, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's essentially what he's trying to do. Uh, we then cut to a dive bar where an out-of-work actor, uh, who we are introduced to as Shakes. Shakespeare and, you know. Yeah, both both a double meaning because he's constantly doing Shakespeare and he speaks in verse. And also, he's an old alky, so he's got the shakes. I like, this, I like this one line. He's like, could you spare an old thespian some money? And the guy, and goes, like, does, the guy like, does a spit take. like, what the hell are you? What the hell is that? And I thought he was like... Uh, an actor. In my, in my head, I thought I, I made it... Like, the guy thought he said lesbian. He's looking at me, he's like, they're growing hair in their faces now. What the fuck? He <laughs> <laughs> was just being outwardly homophobic and transphobic in one go. <laughs> Fucking... I mean, this was filmed... The old, the old bigotry hyper combo. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this was filmed in Australia. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Solid point, my friend. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> uh, so he eventually gets thrown out of the bar from begging in the customers for money, and then sees a small RC truck. What was it of eighties movies and RC with cars? A bo- yeah, I don't know. They were just in all of them. I think I don't know if like fucking Scalettrics or something had a fucking deal with Hollywood at the oh, time did, or something. Did you ever like, see um, the last Dirty Harry movie? Is called The Deadpool, right? There's yeah, it's where, it's where the character uh, from Marvel Comics gets his name. Yeah, but it's also an actual game you can play the Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. But um, there's a scene in that movie where uh, Clint Eastwood... Where is, Jim Carrey shows up. Oh, yeah, he's in that briefly as well. It's an early role for Liam Neeson as well. Guns N' Roses are actually in it as well. But um, Oh, fuck yeah, I forgot got Jane I was in that. But, uh, but there's a bit in that movie where there's a car chase... You know, Clint Eastwood and his partner in the car, and they're getting chased by a little RC car with like plastic on it or something. Uh, it has like fucking C four on it, and then so and it's then, an RC XD. Uh, and then behind the RC car is the car of the guy controlling the fucking. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, but um, did you know? Uh, just but yeah, uh, the fucking yeah, remote control cars are fucking everywhere in the 80s. And the the bottle of whiskey, and this is also a bottle of Bushmills, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> I know, but I know it's a prod for a proddy. <laughs> whiskey it's quite good <laughs> <laughs> I do actually quite like Bushmills 
But um, yes. Yeah, Bushmills is nice. So the small RC car with a bottle of Bushmills in the back of it. Hell yeah. Uh, Shakes then chases the RC truck and it leads him to none other than the Punisher. Hello. <laughs> it's at this point we get a pretty good shot of the Punisher's boots and I want these fucking shoes. They look so good. They're basically like fucking like like combat boots but with like metal around them. I mean, the Punisher in this movie would... The Punisher... It's such a fucking good look, man. Frank Castle in this movie wouldn't look out of place in, like, a fucking leather daddy bar in this movie. He wouldn't, no, but I still love his overall Uh, look. I don't know what that says about me, but yeah. Uh, (laughs) Probably probably a lot more than I was willing to admit in a podcast, but still. I want those boots so much, man. They're so fucking good. Anyway. uh, Shakes then tells the Punisher where the big shipment of heroin is coming in, and more importantly, who will be collecting it, as he informs... The Punisher of the mob's plan. How the fuck did the actor know any of this? I mean, the character. I mean, like. Yeah, because, like, they're all talking about this. Because, like, Franco says about this in private and then sets up the meet, right? Hey, man. So we're people. assuming this is, like, a couple of days later, right? Yeah, homeless people, man. They know everything. Who the fuck was talking to the cunt, though? There's probably other people talking about it on the street. Aye, and he was just there. Aye, no, fair yeah. enough. I'll give you that. Hey, man. The Yakuza games get into this. <laughs> oh, no, true, they do, they, yeah. They get they do. really into all this. The, all the best informants are like homeless guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we then cut to the docks. The mobsters wait for the shipment to come in. Uh, shortly after reporting that everything is A-OK, one of the primi- perimeter guards is stabbed in the fucking chest with a katana. Can we just talk about uh, what I was what I was going to say about, uh, you know, the Italian stereotypes here? Oh, yeah, they're <laughs> on full. They're on full. One of them straight up says, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not going to repeat the slur exactly, but it's the F slur with regards to our LGBT brothers and sisters and everyone in between. Uh, yeah, the F. The, the F slur. That is normally... The, the word that over here means a cigarette, right? Aye, the cigarette Frenchman. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I heard it and I was like, <laughs> that's quite funny. I, I'll be honest, it did get a, like, The alliteration got a laugh out of me, I'll be honest with you. It was the, you know, France and Italy, they border each other. They have, they, they can, they have that rivalry. Yeah, yeah, they can hate each other. They fucking hate each other's wine. I know that much. Italians fucking hate French wine. Mm, yeah. And vice versa. They the hate French the think Italian too, wine is fucking disgusting. You know, champagne, and then you've got the Prosecco. Oh, I can't stand either of them, to be fair. I like Prosecco. Ah, you fucking would, wouldn't you? Mm. I'm loyal. <laughs> Barely Italian. You're a man. you're a loyal what like third Italian? Something like that, yeah. I can get a passport. So Fuck yeah. But uh you know, um yeah, the stereotype's real. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> so we then in cut to another guard who's reporting like yeah, it's all good. It's dead here anyway. He then gets shot in the fucking back. One of them, one of them is like, I I gotta take a how how are you doing? I oh, gotta my take kid, a leak. My kidneys hurt, I gotta take a leak, so take a leak. Yeah. <laughs> Very stereotypical, like that. And <laughs> that one guy kind of can't get one guy can't get the radio to work, so the other guy does it, and he's like, "Ah, fuck you, fuck you." Yeah, and they nearly shoot each other. <laughs> uh, we then see what I can only describe as ninjas in wetsuits uh, taking out the Frenchmen on the boat who are bringing in like the heroin. Mm-hmm. The boat then comes into the dock, and before Frank can even get a shot off, a massive firefight breaks out between the hijackers of the boat and the mob. People are chucking like they're not ninja stars. They're like little like they're like these wee boys with like spikes on. They're kind of like miniature morning stars, but without the chain. Yeah, they're pretty cool. That's the best way I could describe them. They're just fucking lobbing them. Mm. Kind of what they look like. They look like eighties sci-fi grenades. They do a bit. 
That's exactly what they look. Remember that anytime there's a fucking grenade in a sci-fi movie, it's always just this wee bar that you click and then spikes yeah, come it's out. It's either one of those or it's like a weird sort of like it looks like a can of drink. Ah, yeah. Mm. And some of them have like blades in there that come out the sides of their shoes, so when they kick, they fucking slit your throat. Hell yeah! It's pretty fucking cool. Well, that's a that's a recurring uh, theme some of the, that happens in a, Looper. <laughs> not Looper. Uh, Limitless. Uh, With an actual ice skate, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happens in Kingsman. Happened in Nottingham as well. What, just in general? Oh, did you not hear about that? Some guy in a hockey game died after getting his neck slashed doing a hockey Ooh. game. Down in Nottingham. I don't know why I made the default Minecraft Steve getting heart noise there, but Ooh. fucking hell. <laughs> but no, it happens down in Nottingham during ice game. Fucking hell. Uh, some of the goons try to get away in a van, but the Punisher manages to chase them down and kills the driver, forcing the van to drive off the dock and into the water. The wetsuit ninjas then appear. The wetsuit ninjas. That's all. I, what? How the fuck else would you describe they're, them? They're called frogmen. Oh wait, for real? Uh-huh. Oh okay, right. The frogmen. <laughs> <then. laughs> oh, frogmen and women. Just let a fucking hole come up and swallow me into the fucking earth at this point, man. Fuck me. Frogmen and frogmen and frogwoman. Is it bad? See, as soon as you said that, I remember the fucking term as well. I, I know that fucking <laughs> like wet work specialists. They're called frogmen. They come out and fuck you. Aye, fucking hell, man. Anyway. The frogmen then appear and stick Punisher with a throwing knife. He then falls into the water as well and they assume they've killed him. Mm. We then cut to the next day. Cops are fishing the van out of the water and Detective Leary lists what was found at the scene, including all of the heroin and what she describes as seven dead wise guys. Yeah. <laughs> wee bit fucked there, mate. Not going to lie. Did, it's, Nicola, uh... did Nicholas Pelleggi write the script of this or something? Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, they find a driver with a knife buried in his chest, a knife with the skull on the handle, which we now know as the Punisher's calling card. Is he making these or is he... I think he's making them. (laughs) Because, like, it's implied that they only ever show up when the Punisher has been there. So either he's making them or somewhere within, I'm assuming, New York City. Yeah. But it's actually Sydney. Yeah, so this is supposed Uh, to be set in New York. Punisher's mostly set in New York anyway. But, like... New York does not look like a tropical paradise. <laughs> and Sydney does. Yeah, there's palm trees everywhere, the sea's blue as fuck. Um, <laughs> Sorry, something about that descriptor of blue as fuck just made me... I see, the sea's proddy. So <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Protestant sea. Or to you Americans, I guess, the sea is a Democrat, but you know, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah, that works. <laughs> but uh, no, New the York... The sea's is, a Tory. But <laughs> yeah... Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean like fucking scum. And then later on, you see, and I'm I'm doing this in air quotes. Coney Island. I've been to Coney Island. Bullshit! Is that Coney Island? I've been to Coney Island. Does not look like that. Not in the fucking slightest. <laughs> but you know, it looks more like Blackpool Pleasure Beach than it does fucking Coney Island. No, Coney Island in real life looks a lot like Blackpool Pleasure. Oh, Beach. shit! For real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to Coney Island then. Eh? It's just full of. Uh, Italians and scum. Again, I want to go to Coney Island now. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> they get good uh, hot dogs there, Nathan's hot dogs. Oh, fuck yeah. Hell yeah, there's good aquarium there as well. That's nice. I like, I like Although I get traumatised by an aquarium and fucking uh, Alton Towers. Oh, right, yeah, I remember that. That yeah. was fucking terrifying, dude. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, New York's good, I like it there. Um, I mean, most of my family's in the Midwest, but I do have uh, a small, uh, what do you call them, Gathering. No, there's. A, no, I do have. I do have some. 
I've got a lot of Italian folk that live down there, so in on Long Island, so one of them wasn't. One there, of them, the last are, time. there are people that would argue with you that, that they're not New Yorkers. <laughs> Uh, not New York City people, but one of them, <laughs> one of them lives in Harlem. So go fuck yourselves. Oh, okay, yeah, that's New York. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> fair play. Mm. So, and while all this is happening, we see the Punisher escaping through the sewers, eventually returning to his hideout, where he uses a hot knife to cauterize the wound left <laughs> by the frogman. <laughs> Which leads to a pretty decent dissolve as the screen goes like pure white and it's like white hot pain. Mm-hmm. Which then leads us into the next scene. I don't know, it's not the most like clever edit I've seen, but I thought it was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Franco then holds a meeting to discuss what happened on the pier, which is interrupted by Lady Tanaka. No, you invited her, you didn't really didn't interrupt you? Oh no, sorry, you did invite her, sorry, that's my mistake. That's a later meeting, I'm thinking yeah. of. <laughs> But uh, we are introduced to Lady Tanaka, the new head of the Yaku, uh, sorry, the Yakuza. Yeah, yeah. The way he says it though is like she, she's the head of the Yakuza. I was like, she there says isn't it really. She a, says Yakuza. I was like, there isn't really a head of the Yakuza. The Yakuza is just kind of a catch-all term. Yeah, like for the, just, like, yeah. like the mafia. There's not really a head of the mafia as such. Yeah, but you know, it is. What it's it is. movie language. We can kind of forgive it. Yeah, yeah. It's not a movie about the Yakuza, so we can forgive it for mm. some slight, like, fucking yeah. inaccuracies here and there. Yeah. If it was, like, a, specifically about the Yakuza and, like, the various different families, then, like, shit like that would get annoying, but, like, yeah, it's fine. It's an True. 80s action flick. Of course they're going to get shit wrong. True. So, Tanaka informs the mobsters that it was them who sabotaged the delivery at the docks, thus proving that the mob were weakened and therefore vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Tanaka propose, proposes a partnership between the mob and the Yakuza. A 75-25 split of all profits in the Yakuza's favour. Doesn't one of them call her like a... One of them just calls her a straight-up bitch. I thought he was putting something racist in there as well. Maybe that's just me being... Oh, no, no, yeah, yes. Yeah. There is some slurs that are thrown about, yeah. Uh, maybe that's just me there being There are like... multiple slurs thrown about in this scene. Let's remember these are Italian mobsters, therefore... <laughs> This is this is like eighties movie language for we get to say whatever the fuck we want. Like, just, I was just sitting there, or maybe maybe I was wrong, and I was just sitting there being like I was racist against my own people. No, no, know. you were sound, mate. No, there was actually <laughs> your uh, reputation's safe. Theirs aren't, but yours is. I don't know. So, <laughs> uh, we then see the Punisher listening into the meeting from his base in the sewers, at which point Franco then declares war against the Yakuza. We go to war. <laughs> Meanwhile, Detective Leary begins searching for Punisher's home by tracking sightings of the Punisher, and she is told by Berkowitz that this is totally fucking pointless, as, as he basically says to her, what the fuck do you think I've been doing oh, yeah, with my but, time for the last because, five years? But because this is the 80s um, and computers are kind of new, she's using a computer. She's using like an algorithm to do it, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know how that would work, but you know, sure, fine. It would essentially compile all the information and then draw the lines itself. She's using a fucking word processor, but yeah, sure... <laughs> I have one of those in the shed, you know, so... Yeah. <laughs> we then see the actor walking through... Oh, no, sorry, tell a lie. We then cut to a bunch of kids getting kidnapped by unseen assailants. Oh, this is brutal. Like, uh, yeah, one kid just gets fucking... Like, one kid just gets cold-clocked by them, just punched yeah. in the fucking face. One of their Another nannies one, gets one shot. One of their nannies gets shot in front of them. Oh, that's great. And she has, like, a fucking panda bear She has, like, bear a big toy. panda bear that she's using for, like, story time. And you just <laughs> see a bullet hole appear in the panda, and then it's like, yeah, what oh, the yeah, fuck? She's just like, the panda's a... <laughs> <laughs> you just hear the silent... The, like, the fucking silent shot. 
Blood <laughs> splatters against the wall and shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucked up, man. Those kids are traumatized for life. Ah, Mary Poppins. <laughs> Fucking killed Mary Poppins. Mary popping a cap in you. <laughs> a spoonful of sugar won't help this go down. Yeah. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> spoonful of salt in the wound, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> We then cut to the actor walking through the sewers looking for the Punisher, which Shakes. is a pretty decent Shakespeare. Uh, pretty de- you, I was going to say jump scare and you got me saying Shakespeare, you cunt. <laughs> it's a pretty good Shakespeare adaptation of Macbeth. <laughs> oh, what, with the fucking light? Yeah, honestly, yeah, kind of. Uh, we then get a pretty decent jump scare as he turns a corner and the Punisher's just standing there. And of course, it's Dolph Lundgren, so he's fucking massive. What are you doing, are you? The actor informs the Punisher in perfect verse that the boss's children have been kidnapped and are going to be sold into the slave trade if he does not save them. Cut to the mob bosses sat at a table discussing their next steps as Franco informs them all of the kind of women that they are dealing with with Lady Tanaka. He tells a story of Tanaka and how close she was with her twin brother, I believe. Yeah, Can't remember brother. if they say if they're twins <laughs> or not. They just, I'm pretty sure they just mentioned brother. And how they were never closer to one another. Her brother ripped off the Yakuza and in odd, and she tried to get in with the Yakuza to kind of, you know, save his ass. They asked her to prove her loyalty to them. So she went home, fed her brother the best meal he'd ever had in his life, waited until he'd finished, and then slit the bastard's throat. Some Game of Thrones shit right there. Fucking yeah, very Game of Thrones actually, yeah. <laughs> or is this some like, uh, you know, ancient Roman history or something? I suppose yeah. that happens a lot in Japan as well. I don't know much about feudal Japan, but you know. Yeah, me neither, to be honest. Uh, we then cut to what looks like an overactive kendo class, oh. which is essentially just a bunch of kids running around kicking fuck at each other with sticks. Uh, but they're not kids, they're actually full-grown adults. But that's what it put in mind of me, as like a kid's martial art class, where they're all just running around fucking punching each other. So anyway, we see this kendo class, which immediately becomes still and regimented upon two men entering the dojo. Do those people just wait there? Do they just, are they just assigned to that room? I feel like they are because they're all every time we see that room they're all there yeah and later on like yeah the... they're there just like meditating or some shit I don't know but yeah we then see Lady Tanaka playing the piano as the two henchmen are kind of like our main henchmen for this movie the main goons yeah deliver the money they got from selling the kids <laughs> oh no sorry this isn't the money they got from selling the kids this is the money from like the fucking I think this is meant to be, like, the ransom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because she says, uh, what is it, the slave trade yeah, yeah. brings in good money. <laughs> oh, man, so, we both just said lines that, you know, <laughs> we never thought we'd say. Yeah, it's fucked up. Ah, slave trade makes us good money, yo. This is a <laughs> fucked up episode. <laughs> so, a fight then breaks out in the cell where the kids are being held. The two henchmen walk in, break up the fight, and are followed by Lady Tanaka, who assures the kids that they'll be all right going as far as to kneel down to get on one of the kids' level and bring out a handkerchief and kind of wipe the tears from her eyes. Give her candy. One of the, yeah, one of the kids uses this opportunity to shove her over. Yeah, it's Franco's boy. Yeah, Franco's boy then shoves her, shoves Tanaka to the ground, which results in him getting full-on fucking chucked across the room <laughs> by one of the henchmen, like just picked up and fucking yeet right across the fucking place. The kid then gets back up and goes full ECW and breaks a fucking chair across the henchman's back. Mm. He then gets bitch slapped into next week. Like, the kid is fully unconscious. Mm. So, we then cut to what appears to be an underground Yakuza casino, while some kind of Alice Cooper sounding music plays in the background. Well, At least the vocals I, yeah, are yeah, very the vocals Alice, Cooper. Alice Cooper. I don't know about the rest of it. But. Not sure about, yeah. 
He did do some weird shit in the 80s, though, so who knows? He did a lot of weird shit in the 80s. <laughs> he doesn't even remember half of it. So. <laughs> Indeed he does not. But, uh, we then see Punisher breaking in through a window on the ceiling and proceeds to fuck the place up good and proper. Uh, he then proceeds to manhandle one of the Yakuza and says, Every day the children are gone is going to cost you money. Take that message to your people. Throws him to the ground and then proceeds to wreck the place with what looks to me like an M60 machine gun. It is. That but he's he attached wields, to, like Rambo style. And he's attached a grenade launcher to it. Which I don't think was possible with the M60. I don't know. It's, not sure though. It's Frank Castle. He can do anything. Yeah, fuck it. It's comic books. <laughs> he do what you like. Full, he goes full fucking Rambo. And oh yeah. It, like... it does us bear a point out that once again, the guy that directed, the directed this did edit Rambo 2 and 3. No, just Rambo 2. I thought he was involved with 3 as well. No. Just Rambo I suggest First Blood 2. Part 2 then. Yeah. So we then cut to the next day, the police are investigating the scene. Uh, Detective Leary then grabs one of the Yakuza aside and rips the shirt off his back, revealing his tattoo. It's kind of a shit looking tattoo, to be honest, but yeah. yeah. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> the guy's an actor, he's probably not in the Yakuza. Yeah, true, yeah. Do you think, uh, do you think that was a real tattoo, though? Doesn't look real. Doesn't look real, no, I think that was fake. Mm. Uh, Punisher is then named as the main suspect in the disappearance of the kids. Uh, Berkowitz flat out denies this. Uh, Leary, asks him, Leary asks him what reason he possibly has. He says, I have two reasons, and produces a photo of Frank Castle's two daughters. I mean, when it just cuts, uh, when it, when it cuts which away, then right? Cuts, which then cuts, I'll just say, this does blend fairly well into the next shot. I know, but if you just think about it from like uh, the, the cop's perspective of being in that room, he doesn't say anything, he just whips out the picture, so he's just like... Two, two blonde girls yeah. what, <laughs> What's does the like, what does he like kids like, what is he fuck? Jeffrey Jones <laughs> what is it not a, no not a fucking god damn <laughs> I, I want to go on the record to say that I warned him against doing that joke before we started recording <laughs> uh, this shot of of the actual picture itself the picture then becomes tattered and worn as we then see Frank Castle looking at that same picture but obviously the tattered and worn version once again do you think, again, he t- do you think Mark Goldblatt took that from Terminator because you got the picture of Sarah Connor and then it gets yeah yeah shit. a little bit and he edited that I think he did yeah <laughs> I think he fully took it mm. uh, Frank then pulls up to an amusement park where Shakes tells him is where the kids are being held. Yeah, this is supposed to be Coney Island, but you know, you it's, look at it's it, fucking not. You look at the you look at the shore it's and like it's like palm all, trees and shit. You know, yeah. There's like fucking beach houses and shit. No, no, no. Nah, not Coney, Coney Island's Island. In a, Coney Island's in a shithole part of Brooklyn. There ain't none of that shit. Fuck that, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Frank then asked that asked Shakes, "Are you sure this is where they're being held?" To which Shakes replies, "I'd stake my reputation on it if I had one." another genuine laugh from me at that line that's a pretty fucking good line the delivery from uh, the actor playing Shakes whose name escapes me at the his moment his name's of Otto Barry Otto Barry yes pretty good delivery we then see Frank riding through the park looking for the kids he eventually gets to what looks like this kind of fun house set up with like a big slide and stuff and like <laughs> I'm assuming a ball pit somewhere the Yakuza then break in through the ceiling go down the slide while firing at Frank yeah, because it's an 80s action movie, they're all firing Uzis. It's great. Of course, yeah. Uh, he is very quickly surrounded by the Yakuza. However, this is an 80s action flick, so that doesn't matter a fuck. He just starts firing wildly into the crowd. There is a bit where, um, I don't know if you noticed this when you were taking notes when watching this bit, but uh, one of the ninja guys goes behind them. 
But he fucking like uh, he comes up behind him and like uh, yeah, like puts like, like a chain around his throat. Go, yeah, but did you see how? Did you see he missed his throat? He goes right on his face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Dolph Lundgren legitimately looks pissed. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> so, you know. He's like, oh, for fuck's sake, who hired the amateur? Who's talking, Dolph? <laughs> Fuck you. Dolph's, I like Dolph's him, good. but let's, I like him, but let's face it, he's uh He's fucking good at what he does. <laughs> and we'll move on for there. He then manages to get away on his bike, but not for long, as one of the as one of the assailants manages to throw like a chain into yeah. the back wheel of the bike and like stop it. He goes flying. Frank goes flying forward. I'll be honest, I was pushing myself at this point. <laughs> I mean the action That's scenes. That's funny as fuck. The action scenes in this—it's weird. The actual hand, you know, like hand-to-hand fights in this, aren't that great. But like that, but the gunplay and the shit. The gunplay is phenomenal. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Which doesn't make sense to me because Dolph Lundgren is actually like a fucking. Yeah, he's a martial artist. Yeah. I can't remember what he does, but he's he's something. Oh. But I want to say karate, but I'm not entirely sure. I see. For some reason, I'm levitating towards uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I think, but I think that might be more recently picked that up. I don't know. Do you know who was actually in yeah. uh, the running for this role before Dolph Lundgren got it? Van Damme? No. Who? <laughs> Seagal. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> fuck Seagal. He's a piece of shit, but he does have a couple of decent reaction movies. He's a piece of shit. Uh, you could have just ended the sentence there. He does have one or two decent action movies, but he's still siege. a fucking piece of shit. Anyway, moving on. So after they stop the bike, they proceed to kick the ever-loving shit out of Frank... And one of the assailants reveals himself to be Lady Tanaka's adopted daughter. She doesn't get named, does she? No, no. And she's mute for the entire movie. Hmm. Frank then rates up Strack to a table of some kind in what looks like a kind of torture room, essentially. Do you know what this table looks like? What does the table look like, Jacob? And it probably is this. It looks like a conveyor belt on a factory. It probably is, yes. Which, has, however, those, it has been, it's, it's got those like rollers. Yeah, it's got those yeah. roller bars on however, it. However, the table has been modified to turn into a rack. Yeah. which uh, for those not in the know about uh, a, about uh, medieval torture devices is the big fucking stretchy machine that like pulls your arms out your sockets and shit so as he, it's revealed that the table he's on is a rack and Tanaka presses a button and his arms and legs are very nearly pulled out of their sockets how do you handle pain? she asks him who sent you? he replies Batman actually I'll, I'll try so, and do it like sorry. I'll try and do it like Dolph Lundgren oh, Batman yeah, Batman <laughs> Batman. <laughs> so does DC exist in like the Marvel universe? Because like we'll we'll touch on this more later on, right? But we've, this al- we've already this is it. the second instance of it so far. We'll then get a third instance much later on when we cover the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies. Fourth one in Eternals. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. F- fuck the Eternals. <laughs> Great cast, boring as fuck movie. From what I saw of it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So it turns out Punisher can hold up to torture pretty fucking well. Who'd have uh, thought? So they left it. <laughs> yeah. Who'd have thought a man with nothing to lose doesn't respond to being tortured? Who'd have thought a man with a fucking death wish doesn't tell you all you need to know when you say you'll kill him? <laughs> what a fucking shock! Mm. That's one thing that always annoys me about these kind of movies when it's like a guy that is clearly like fucking suicidal. It's like we're gonna kill you. Fucking great. Uh, <laughs> at the very end that's, of the, that's exactly the, what was fucking going for lad Mon. at the very end of the movie they do please out, at the very end of the movie they kind of point that out where it's like uh, what's his name uh, Franco's got the gun pointed on Tanaka and he's like yeah. if you kill my boy I'll kill you she's like <laughs> gives a shit 
And which one? Not the the line is great. We'll get to it uh, when we actually do the scene. But it essentially plays out to I don't fucking care. <laughs> More or less, yeah. <laughs> so uh, they then lift a sheet that is covering the table next to him to reveal shakes. shakes, and they begin torturing him as well. The Punisher stays silent. <laughs> Tanaka then leaves the room with a couple of their guards. Sorry, with the two main henchmen, I believe, actually, mm-hmm. is, who's with her. The goons. At which point, Frank then begins loosening his bonds and then lures two of the guards in by telling them, I've got something to tell you. Well, you got something to tell you? Hey. Uh, he's not Stallone, motherfucker. <laughs> he fucking sounds like him. He does sound like him in this movie, I'll give you that. As soon as he manages to break free of the bonds, he reaches up, grabs the, the guard's gun and says, Sayonara, and then shoots him in the Sayonara. fucking gut. Sayonara. Yeah. pretty good. Airs out the room. We then cut to him having one of the third guard that is in that room on the rack where Shakes was. He's wearing women's high heels. Yeah, did they put those on him? I don't know. <laughs> or was he just always in those? Is that meant to be like a visual gag? I don't know. That he was just always wearing those. I, d- I didn't notice them on him when he was walking about. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear the clicking. <laughs> where, like they, where did they get them from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Were they just in the corner of the room? I got an idea, just Shakes. Like, hey, this will be funny as fuck, right? Shakes, I know you just be tortured, but I'm going to make you laugh. Yeah. I'm going to put women's <laughs> shoes on them. Why is that funny? I don't know. <laughs> Women are funny. <laughs> <laughs> they try to be tall of high heels, but it doesn't work. <laughs> For I am Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Six foot seven and made of Swedish nightmares. Uh, <laughs> Swedish nightmares it's just gone off fish <laughs> uh, any- <laughs> fucking fucking Krampus or something like that. yeah <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm made of nightmares I am oh fuck Fenrir there we go Fenrir yeah Fenrir yeah. <laughs> you're going more and more Stallone as the day goes on yeah <laughs> You're a bot here away from uh, my my Dolph Lundgren's a mix between Schwarzenegger and Stallone, so. much like his movies. Uh, so, so moving on. So after interrogating the guard, they find out where the children are being held. What else be or whatever the fuck it was? I can't. Yeah. We then cut to the detectives who are searching the sewers for Frank while Berkowitz shares his backstory with Leary about how he was once an alcoholic. And was essentially demoted down through the force until Frank came along and essentially pulled him back up uh, from the brink. Once an alky, always an alky. I mean, yeah, it just means (laughs) you don't drink anymore. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Addiction is a there's a major genetic component to addiction. It is a disease that must be treated. (laughs) <laughs> not a crime that should be punished yeah but we can still make jokes about it oh fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been making you, jokes about junkies this entire fucking episode mate <laughs> you like to drink instead of providing for your family <laughs> <laughs> man walks into a bar <laughs> fucking knew it anyway no <laughs> <laughs> mm. you couldn't fucking hold it up Tony anyway. Ir- Irishman walks into a bar <laughs> So, we then cut to a restaurant where the mob bosses wait for the Yakuza to come and return their children, except from Franco, who's abstained from uh, attending the meeting. Lady Tanaka says this was a wise move in Franco's part, because she's poisoned the champagne glasses. Oh, you missed a bit, you missed a bit. 
All right, okay, go on. So a couple of them, a couple of those mafia guys are shot by the other fucking patrons of the restaurant. Oh yeah, one of so whom is like a proper like we love a lovely wee old lady. Yeah, a lot of them are just like old folk that are just there. And I was sitting there thinking about this when I was watching. I was like, holy fuck, this is just yuck as a five. Uh, not to get too much into it, but there's a crime family in it called the Nagoya family. Yeah, and they're actually just random citizens of the city. That's kind of fucking terrifying, though. Uh, yeah, the idea that just some random cunt could just kind of just be like, like such and such sends their regards, fucking. Like, yeah, they're like, why is nobody seeing? It's like, how come nobody's ever seen the members of the Nagoya families? Because because they blend in seamlessly. They're basically assassins. Uh, uh, so Lady Tanaka, after they've taken out the 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 background extras. Uh, Tanaka reveals that she had poisoned her champagne glasses. She then takes the last guy, who she has pinned against the wall with darts at this point. Yeah, right? her, her stepdaughter, not stepdaughter, her, her adopted, adopted daughter, daughter had yeah. like pinned him against the wall with like darts. Yeah, they, do you know where those darts came from? Do you know what those are? They're her earrings. Earrings, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, that's cool as fuck. But yeah, this is a thing in like fucking low budget mob movies. If you ever want to kill Italians, just kill them in a restaurant with like. Uh, kill them in a restaurant with poisoned food or drink. Hell yeah, Death Wish 5, he kills a guy by feeding them a poison cannoli. <laughs> so, you know. That is. That's beyond a joke. That is fucking. <laughs> Death Wish, coming unreal. soon. <laughs> Stop saying coming soon for shit that's like five years out. <sighs> anyway. They then go to the, she then goes up to the last guy. Who hasn't had anything to drink? No, he tries to feed her. He try, tries she to tries feed. To feed she tries to feed him the drink. He refuses. Spits on her face. So she puts a fucking hand cannon in his mouth. So it's time for the. Oh, what was it? The the. What's the, what's it called when you get a, a shot and then you get another drink with the it? chaser? Yeah, she's time like, for time. the chaser. And for the chaser. So you refuse the drink. Here's the chaser. She sticks a gun in his mouth and pulls the trigger. Ah. You don't see anything, but holy but fuck. Yeah, the implied god is more than enough. Yeah, like, holy shit, this movie's awesome. We then see Frank stealing a bus. Hell yeah. And uh, there's a quite fairly humorous scene where he just starts like barreling down the road. Do you think this uh, hot dog stand looked a lot like the, uh, the hot dog stand that we referenced earlier today in Requiem for a Dream where they play fucking... Oh yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Because that's supposed to be Coney Island. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Anyway... So, so he's driving down in this bus, making his way to the warehouse, and then all of a sudden, this wee drunk guy from the back just goes, You missed my stop! <laughs> <laughs> and Frank's just like, Oh, fuck, there's another guy here! <laughs> stops the bus. Stops the bus, gives him back his bus ticket, and lets him off. Yeah, good guy, Frank. Good guy, Frank. Good, good guy, good guy, good guy, Frank. Uh, <laughs> 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 yes. there's, there's like nine people that listen to this show that will get that. So Frank then get makes his way to the warehouse where the kids are being held. He kills two guards and manages to rescue the majority of the kids, escorting them out of the building. He's then informed that one of the children, Franco's son specifically, is being held in a separate cell from the rest, and so he goes back to save him. Frank, albeit temporarily, successfully saves the kid, mm-hmm. but is immediately taken aside as two henchmen come out and start kicking fuck out of Frank. The kid escapes for a little bit, but is immediately caught afterwards. So we then cue a pretty decent action sequence, which includes guy class, which includes a few classics. As a Frank is forced to retreat to save the rest of the children, mm-hmm. and so he gets into the bus and starts driving. They start. We get a fucking the... awesome car or chase fight scene kind of thing. Uh, this bus is bulletproof though, because they they're firing at the fucking roof of it. Yeah, and nothing goes through. Yeah, all like, those all kids, kids are, are dead. <laughs> Realistically, yeah, but let's yeah. be honest, it's a fucking Punisher movie. Hell yeah. 
So we get an awesome fight sequence which includes such classics as a guy flying through the windshield of the bus, getting up, charging Frank, who then opens the door to the bus and just fucks him out then. <laughs> yeah, because he, what is it he does? He hits like the back of a car. He hits the back of a car, the guy falls off the back of the car through the windshield. Oh, yeah. Gets back up, runs through the bus, attempts to attack Frank, Frank opens the passenger side door and just fucking yeet. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, there's another guy who climbs up from a van. Yeah, and tries from to a climb van, a climbs window. up the side, and the kids just hammer fuck at his fingers. <laughs> yeah, and they're like yeah, tearing his fingers up, you know. Yeah, and then he's, he, he has... falls and gets fucking run over. And I'm convinced that cunt must have been split in half. Because he gets yeah. like a massive fuck, what looks like an armoured fucking vehicle. It looks Pretty like sure an APC. So. I thought it was a pickup truck, but yeah, sure, yeah, sure. No, because it's got like the fucking windows with like the eye slits in it kind of thing, so it's kind of like mm. an APC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they fucking goes, which goes straight over him and like runs, you see the wheel hit his rib cage and then it cuts away and you hear like a crunch. In other words, you got, you got Jeremy Renard. Oh. <laughs> what, he threatened his wife with a gun? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. <laughs> uh, Frank then stops at a roadblock and releases the kids and himself the Casino Royale special into police custody yeah the big fucking skidding stop in front of the roadblock yeah then the, Frank is then interrogated oh, wait, 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 by Berkowitz when the kids come out you can hear one cop being like stand down it's like, stand down no they fucking wouldn't <laughs> as soon as that kid walks out they're just gonna start he's blasting. got a gun <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's an Italian child it's a minority so you know <laughs> No. Or maybe if it was like the 1920s, but you know, for an Italian kid, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> so then we then see Frank in police custody, and he is being interrogated by Berkowitz. Who's basically is this an like, interrogation? I thought this was just him being like. Oh no! Buddy. It starts off as an interrogation with him being like, "What the fuck are you doing? Who are you after? All this kind of stuff." And then it devolves from an interrogation to Berkowitz just basically trauma dumping on him he's like slapping him and be like let me in yeah <laughs> let me be in like the Frank I knew who's Frank to which Frank replies Frank's dead Frank's dead yeah and here's the thing and he's like you're crazy he's like I'm not crazy he's like well what do you call 125 people killed in 5 years to which Frank replies a work in progress hell yeah that is the most fucking Punisher line I have hell ever yeah. heard in my Fucking life. I mean, the Punisher is now being used. I mean, lines like these, the Punisher is now being used as like right wing propaganda. But that shit's good. <laughs> Not the right wing propaganda, but like, these lines. But the actual, good. yeah. This is this is kind of a problem that I have with Marvel's treatment of the Punisher recently. They've kind of they've, they've overcorrected a little bit. Yeah, they're scared of it. They're like uh, they don't like who's. Been, uh, like, and don't get me wrong, they're, well within, they're uh, well within their rights to not like that shit because, like, he's been appropriated by a bunch of right wing fucking chuds. Everything right? I like has been appropriated by fucking arseholes. What does <laughs> that like, say about you, I like, Jacob? I like The Punisher, it gets appropriated by fucking uh, right You like coppers. black metal? Well, that I was like, kind of always that way for the start, to be fair. Not always, but yeah. from, from very early yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I like fucking pagan, pagan runes and shit. Yep, that fucking, get fucking taped for you. That was ripped away. I like Norse mythology. That shit's pretty. Yeah, yeah. I like Germanic mythology as well. Ripped. Uh, everything I like just turns to shit. <laughs> I didn't expect the Punisher episode to be existential, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I like my. Sometimes I like my Nordic folk metal and shit. Oh, uh, that shit's good. Yeah, but then. Well, but then, yeah, then the fucking Nazis get involved. 
cunts. <laughs> I mean, the Tottenkopf never started as a Nazi symbol. Now that's been a that's fucking appropriate. Back neither in the was the fucking neither was the fucking swastika. Yeah, I know. That was, was like was it Hindu? Yeah, the Hindus and the Buddhists use it. Yeah, yeah, they all use it. Fucking Although their version is like the other way around. It has like dots, dots on, on it. Yeah. yeah. A fucking Tottenkopf is a pretty or Tottenkopf, whatever the fucking one to pronounce it. It's a pretty cool logo. I used to have a couple of t-shirts with it on it. Can't wear those anymore. <laughs> so. <laughs> couple of Slayer shirts that are dodgy now. Oh yeah, the Eagle. Yeah, they, well, to be fair, they were dodgy even when Slayer first came out with it. No, the Romans used that as well. Yeah, but when Slayer first came out with it, it was still dodgy, because they came out with it in, like, what, 80s? Yeah. yeah. So, still dodgy. <laughs> Angel Death's a great song, though. That is a great song, yeah. <laughs> Monarch of the Kingdom of the Dead! So, uh, we next get a pretty fucked up dream sequence from Frank, including, like, the death of his children, his kids pulling Uzis on him. Although the way this is edited is kind of weird, because it, it, yeah, it, it goes... It just cuts immediately to the dream sequence with no yeah, indication that Frank is sleeping. Yeah, it goes from the cell to, like... To it, him riding in the sewer. Yeah, yeah, and when I first watched this, I was like, how the fuck did he get... What yeah, that fuck? was my thing as well. I was like, how the fuck did he get... And I had to pause it, and luckily I was watching it with Jacob at my side. So I paused it, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? And Jay was like, it's a dream sequence. Oh, okay, right, cool. Yeah. It's fucking mad. I think so, they took some of the stream sequence. The for the, I think they took some of the stream or inspiration from the stream sequence for like the John Berenthal stuff. Oh, definitely. Yeah, the yeah. idea like him sitting at the family table and the yeah. the now meme, the now unfortunately meme to fuck the no 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Those memes are chef's kiss quality. I will However, say though, the scene itself is so fucking good that it's almost sad that it get meme to fuck because it kind of ruins it in the context of the show a little bit. Here's an admission though. Go I on. did not finish season one of The Punisher. I found it quite boring. I fucking loved it. I'll be honest I with you. I found it quite boring. When I when I have a, I wanted more of uh, there, and there was aspects of this in it. But I wanted like when you remember when he was in those Daredevil, in Daredevil. Yeah, more of that kind of shit. I wanted that shit. I'll be honest. See the first episode though. That is peak Punisher to me. Oh hell yeah! That was like good. the opening episode is glorious. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted basically Punisher Warzone in a fucking TV and like a TV uh, series, but unfortunately, yeah, yeah. But no, we had. To have, I still need to finish season two. We had no, to have, I've, I've yeah. stopped with season two for the same reason. It was kind of that's a bit oh, boring. But we know we have to have character development. Well, I'm, I, I say that completely jokingly, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you're fully taking the piss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> character development. The fact that this is audio only really didn't yeah. help you there. And, and feelings. <laughs> uh, I just want to see the Punisher kill. Uh, minorities and now you say oh for fuck's sake <laughs> I did not expect you to go that far with it <laughs> fuck me neither did I to be honest I kind of shocked myself <laughs> I could see it a little bit in your face you were just like what the fuck did I just say oh god I am a stereotypical <laughs> Italian <laughs> oh no so he wakes up from the dream we then cut to a prison transport right in which Frank is now once again being kind of grilled by Leary. Very it's upbeat music. Very upbeat music it's for a prison strange. transport. Yeah. Very strange. <laughs> As Leary's kind of grilling Frank, being just like, you know Berkowitz quit the fucking force after he's seen you? What the fuck are you doing with your life? He's lived his entire life for you. Fuck you for so, giving up on him. Fuck you. It honestly sounds like when she's talking about this, it honestly sounds like he's broken up with them. It kind of does, yeah. 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 But the prison transport is intercepted. And Frank is kidnapped by the mob. And if that boy was bitch slapped into next week, this, uh, what's her name? Detective lady? Oh yeah, she, uh, what's her name? Leary. Leary. Yeah. Sam Leary. Leary. She's Leary. bitch slapped out of the movie. She's bitch slapped into oblivion. <laughs> She's yeah, gone. Her final moment of the movie is getting slapped unconscious and then she never shows up again. Not even in the film's finale. 
This is the last we see of Detective Sam Leary. <laughs> where the prison transport gets broken into, she gets slapped unconscious, and then Frank's kidnapped, and that's it. That's how she exits the movie. Yeah, they, like, gas him by using, like... It looks yeah, like... sleeping gas, and they just say, Night, night, Frank. Yeah, it just looks like they're blowing, like, fucking uh, deodorant cans in his face. Like, Psh! <laughs> it looks like they're just vaping too close to him. <laughs> you just hear the fucking... <sighs> <sighs> For some reason, I, I I seem to remember that I'm mixing up with Goodfellas, but there's a line in Goodfellas mm. when he's been, you know, he's finally been arrested for like all the cocaine dealing and all that shit. Yeah. One of the drug guys like he's tested to see if it is actually cocaine. And he's like, bye bye, dickhead. For some reason, I just sort of remembered it as being. <laughs> night. For some reason, I just sort of remembered it when they're spraying him. It's um, one of them going night night, dickhead. But I was, ah, it's night night, Frank. I was like, why why am I thinking about this? <laughs> Probably because of all the mob shit in this movie. Mm. So we then see Franco, who... Th- this is where it gets really annoying, because we've got Frank and Franco in the same scenes. So we're just going to refer to Franco and Punisher, right? That's, oh. what, we're, that's what I'm going right, well, to do. Well, there's Punisher, and then there's the Spanish dictator, Franco, so, you know. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I just realised that they'd kind of... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> was a cunt if ever there was one. Anyway... Franco threatens Punisher and brings in Berkowitz when threatening... Punisher personally doesn't work. Punisher agrees to save Franco's son, saying, but once I free him, you're dead. So basically, I'll help your son out, but I'll fucking kill you as soon as I'm done. Like, I'll help him out, but I'll traumatise him. Yeah. So then we see Franco, Frank, and Shakes prepare for the assault. Shakes is given the, in the very important task of manning the detonator for the explosives. The first one will take out the lights. Yeah, he's to hit that after five minutes. The second one will just blow up the fucking building. He's to hit that after 15. Uh, well, it takes yes. out the elevator, doesn't blow up the The elevator, building. yeah. Which he's to blow up after 15 minutes. Yeah. Meanwhile, Berkowitz escapes his captors in a fucking... Ge- probably the funniest fu- scene in this entire fucking movie. He also did did just miss out a nice little scene, a nice little bit with... uh, Oh yeah, he gives uh, Shakes like a knife to be like, yeah, look out for yourself. He doesn't just give him a knife, he gives him a fucking... He gives him the knife, the Punisher with knife and then a revolver as well. Yeah, he gives him him a big fuck off thing. Oh, there's also a really funny moment where uh, Franco goes to offer Frank like a bulletproof vest and Frank like bends out of shot to pick something else up to which Franco just replies, alright, well fuck you then and throws it out of screen. In my mind, Frank was just picking up another gun and he just turns up and he's like, What the fuck? I was, <laughs> I was going to wear that bulletproof vest. You dick, where'd it go? Now it's covered in rat shit. <laughs> now if I wear it, I'm going to go septic. Fuck you. <laughs> well, they... Yeah, but... Uh, what's his name? So this, this following scene with Berkowitz escaping his captors is peak cinema. It is so fucking good. <laughs> so it starts off... Absolute fucking Kino, mate. Kino. Pure Kino. <laughs> Literally me. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking slap you. <laughs> I'm gonna slap you into next week's episode. That's my 4chan shit posting history coming up. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so he <laughs> so says he's needing a piss, right? And so he's like, gets in, he's like, oh, what's your boss gonna say? A yellow stain in the seat. And so the guard goes over, question. helps him up, right? And he's kind of guiding him to the toilet, and his hands are still cuffed behind his back, and he turns around, just going, you so you're going to handle, handle the equipment for me? And the guy's like, okay, right. So he goes to uncuff him. He says, hands on your front. And while he puts his hands out of his front, the guy goes to recuff him. 
Berkowitz says, do you need to take an IQ test for this job? <laughs> no. Why? Didn't think so. Fuck Bam! him! No, fucking knocks him out and then goes, yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> and then... An- takes his gun and then as he's leaving... <laughs> he's leaving the room, another mobster walks in going, <laughs> hey, I got the pizza! Fucking knocked out in one, right? Not even knocked out in one. He like lifts the fucking box. Lifts the pizza, shoves it in his face and then decks him, right? <laughs> and then before he leaves, he bends down. And I'm thinking, oh, he's going to go for this guy's gun. Now. No, he takes a slice of pizza, sticks it in his gub and fucks off. And I'm just sitting there being like, you know... This is amazing! You know, this movie is fantastic. It's fucking quality, man. It's just... It's the fact that he picks up the slice before he fucking leaves, man. That's what does me in. It's I not that, that I don't get me wrong. The IQ test line is fucking gorgeous. I would have but added the pizza is the, the pizza is the fucking cherry on top, man. It's I the pepperoni have, on the pizza, man. It's fucking quality. I would have added an extra line there. Where it was just him walking up, like good pizza, man. But nah, nah, <laughs> that's too much. That's too much. Just him grabbing the pizza is enough, man. Oh. Well. And then uh, then we uh, cut to uh, Frank we cut to and Frank and Franco having a wee conversation. Uh, Frank says, so when are you finished with all this? You know there's a limit to revenge. No, 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 before this, before Oh, this. is this before, right? Go yeah, on. before um, they're in, like, the air vent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're looking through the air vent, and they see this uh, henchman guy. Just yeah, and they do the classic. Yeah, he just walks over. Instead of firing the gun out of the thing, though, he just fucking... He just launches the air, the grate for the air vent at him, just busts it and knocks him the fuck out. <laughs> then another guy comes in, and he gets his fucking brain he gets lit up by both of them yeah yeah that's when they get into the elevator like, that's yeah. when they then get into the elevator and they have this conversation between the two of them in which Franco asks or tells him there's a limit to revenge I you haven't know. found mine yet to which he replies I guess I haven't found mine yet another like peak punisher line <laughs> so <laughs> fucking good <laughs> oh we just love some fucking open the elevator so into the dojo from earlier and they fucking air out the whole room they just open. the guys got like the guys barely get the chance to reach for their swords and it's just fucking I like to think this was like a full place gone I, I like to think this was like a similar situation to when they were making Raiders of the Lost Ark you know but instead of getting food poisoning it was supposed to be like a big thing but instead of getting food poisoning he's just like pulled a calf muscle or something no 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 they're just sitting there's like oh, well you know we can only really afford one camera we don't have a lot of days left fuck it <laughs> just mow them <laughs> down <laughs> just mow them down say no more <laughs> squibs are just squibs are cheaper cheaper than film at this point let's just fucking go <laughs> yeah sure and I'm then, pretty uh, sure there was a point in cinema where that was true like oh probably but then uh, after they're done mowing this after they're done fucking fucking airing out basically the whole room. genociding this room and there's a guy uh, was it um, uh, Franco was like which way and then another guy Another guy busts in and Frank shoots him and just goes, that way. No, he says, not that way. <laughs> not that way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we then get a pretty great fight scene. A little a little later on, on we see, like, the, sort of going through the corridors. We're skipping a couple of bits here because this is mostly just pure action that we're seeing. The lights do go out. The lights do go out and they manage to get a few kills that way. Yeah, they do cool. that. Yeah, There's they like the that. James Bond thing of the knife through the paper wall. Uh, I was going to say when they switch the lights out and the gunfire's going off, it's like a primitive version of that bit from the Batman. Where it's just all these gun firings. And oh, that scene's so fucking good. Yeah, that scene was good. When he comes <laughs> at the elevator and he's like just, uh, oh yeah. man. But, uh, fucking love the Batman. But you know, this this whole action sequence, you know. It's, it's phenomenal. It's, it's pretty, very well done. It's pretty good. Even the hand-to-hand moments within this fight scene are done fairly well. Like previously in this scene, as previously in this film, as we've discussed, like most of the hand-to-hand scenes in this are fairly like 
They're not amazing, they're serviceable. Mm-hmm. Which, again, kind of makes sense for Punisher's character, him being this, like, brutal, like, you know... In this film, he's an ex... In this film, he's an ex-cop instead of a war veteran. Yeah. Which, again, feels like a kind of an unnecessary Isn't he an ex-cop most of the time? Because I'm pretty sure he's an ex-cop in the... He's a cop in the the Thomas Jane one. I'm talking about in terms of the comics. In the comics, he's... I'm pretty sure in the comics he's an ex-cop as well. Yeah, but he's always been a war veteran as well as an ex-cop. Yeah, he might. In this film, they don't mention anything about he's just an ex-cop. There's no mention of, like... Mm. Vietnam or Afghanistan or anything like that. Yeah, the fucking overcorrect shit. Right, should we mention this? What they did with them? Oh fuck yeah! Right, okay. Right. Marvel dropped the ball so fucking up. So, and throughout Punisher's history, he has all—he's pretty much in the comics. He has always been a war veteran. When he was first came out, uh, when the character debuted in, I want to say the late seventies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a veteran of the Vietnam War. Then and that was that was kept the same right up until basically the nineties until it got to a point where it was like okay with how way. far the Vietnam War is now this guy's probably in his like fifties or sixties yeah they did a Tony Stark and like uh, re- so they just re-upped it to be like oh okay he was, uh, he was in Afghanistan or Iraq was right? that, was that a Desert Storm or something I can't remember. it was yeah it was a it was like yeah I think it was like Desert Storm initially and then as the comic got on it was like okay he was in Fallujah. And, like, they kind of kept updating it to, like, the most recent... Like, the most far enough away war that it's not offensive, but the most recent that it makes sense. And it was like, okay, cool, that's a good way to keep the the spirit of the character alive while updating it more for a modern audience. That's fucking cool. We appreciate that. It's a bit more representation for veterans as well. And through that, they were able to to do some pretty good issues where they're discussing like the treatments of the treatment of veterans within the United States upon returning home from war. There's some pretty great issues of the Punisher that deal with that specifically. But then they pissed all over it. But then <laughs> they overcorrected because they in their attempt to like basically make Punisher like less likely to up to appeal to the kind of the right wing extremists that he was appealing to at the time they overcorrected and made up a fictional war. With a name that sounds more racist With than anything else. But by making up the name... What was the name they made for the war? Some like Xi'an Zhong. Yeah. It was like this totally made up name, a place that doesn't exist, and it sounds so... like The worst part is, there are plenty of fictional locales that exist in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Where like big conflicts have happened, right? Yeah. So they could have used like Latveria. Yeah. Like Doctor, like the country that Doctor Doom in the comics runs over, they could have said like he, oh, he was part of operations over there, and still have made it made sense and not be blatantly offensive. And then in a further, <laughs> and then in a further attempt to like make him less likely to be, they appealing. made him, yeah, they made them stop dealing with like street level crime. Yeah, they made him essentially just like an, a more brutal Iron Man. They gave him the war. They machine gave him the war armor, machine armor. Made him a superhero. Not only that, prior to that, they also made him a superhuman ninja in charge of like the hand and stuff. So he was doing like this mad like uh like international globe trotting adventures, which isn't really what Punisher has ever been about. It's always been like like yeah. I think the the term Marvel's Batman gets thrown about a lot, right? But at least in terms of tone and like the sort of grittiness of it, yeah, either, that was kind of yeah. like Marvel. Like Punisher was like their gritty street level yeah. hero. It's either going to be Punisher or Daredevil. Punisher or, or Daredevil. People who say Moon Knight can fuck off. Yeah, Moon Knight's uh, his own thing, man. Yeah. I've heard people call uh, Ghost Rider that as well, but it's like, eh. yeah, really not. No, 
If if Marvel really wanted to correct this, right? Ghost Rider's got more in common with John Constantine yeah. than he does anything if, else. If Ghost Rider, if um, if the Marvel writers wanted to correct this, all he really needed to do, and keep him still like you know to his roots of being like a street level crime guy, just have him go after a clan rally. No, 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 no. He, here's what they could do, right? If they don't, if they don't want him to appeal to the major right wing guys, yeah, right. Just do a, a storyline where he's going after some fucking cops that are like killing. Uh, yeah, going people. after corrupt cops. Uh, yeah. Or and like uh, or ones that are or accidentally or killing minorities. You know. Yeah, that yeah. Sort of have, thing. Oh, that would have been so fucking good if they had him like going after like corrupt cops in that, that situation. Again, it's that but kind no. of fucking thing. But, but no, no, we had to give him Iron Man armor and have him fight Baron Zemo. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, it's, it's so annoying. They could have, you know, what else they could have done? They could have went the like because Cap. They had a similar issue with Captain America in the nineties and early two thousands. Yeah. And you know what they done? They just made him fight Red Hood again. Not Red Hood, sorry, Red Matt, uh, Red Skull. Yeah. It's because I mentioned Batman remember, earlier. Do remember, I was thinking of Red that, Hood. Do you they just that had Bat- him fight Red Skull again. Do you remember that? Batman? And it was like, yeah, this guy, not no no no, not one of yours, one of ours. Fuck you. Do you remember that Batman uh, Captain America crossover where Joker teams up with the Red Skull until he finds out he's an Nazi? Oh, it's fucking brilliant. And Joker has my favourite line. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll spare you from doing like a Joker impression and becoming another <laughs> fucking white guy doing the Joker. But uh, fucking... <laughs> I'm pretty sure every podcast known to man has somebody doing a fucking Heath Ledger impression at some point. It pisses me off at this point. But uh, he has that, I may be a lunatic. I may be a criminal lunatic, but, but I'm, I'm an American, American criminal lunatic. <laughs> And then he shoots fucking Red Skull in the no, chest. He doesn't even shoot him, he just leaves. No, he shoots him in the chest and then fucks off. Uh, uh, uh. It's great. Yeah, they overcorrected the Punisher. And... Uh, it's it's so annoying, man, because again, this is a character that both that like both of us really fucking enjoy, right? In the sense it's that you can tell some really great, like, adult storylines. A lot of storylines that Marvel historically have been kind of afraid to tell with a lot of their are bigger characters because again you know they are mostly like they've never really shaken that idea of like you know comics are a kids media right mm. and you know that's fair enough of there is plenty of space for that it's why characters like spider-man superman and so on exist right but just because these characters exist doesn't mean that other characters can't do you know some more like adult sort of more mature storylines well, and that was a, what the Punisher was for this... and to a slightly lesser extent Moon Knight as well he had some pretty good runs this isn't just a problem of Marvel this is a problem of like comics um, in general not even comics in general this is a problem of just media in general at the moment everything everything has to be either uh, one thing or the other everything has to be black or white where it's like what if it's a really good if it's a character that's supposed to be uh, a good guy he has to be the goodest guy that uh, ever gooded they can't do any bad shit it's like if you look at the films from the 70s right fucking Taxi Driver he's the main character but he's not a good guy well I feel like Taxi Driver is a somewhat of a bad example because we do have films like Joker uh, where Joker is very much the main character but he is not a good guy Death Wish the guy's the main character not a good guy not a good guy in he's, he's pretty much the 70s version of the Punisher oh yeah very much so yeah <laughs> Charlie, Charlie. who are you Death. Death what are you doing which one, here which one was that in uh, I want to see three Death? no four and four. there's another great line in four where he's like in somebody's apartment and he's sneaking around guy comes back he's like he's hiding in the guy's kitchen he's like what the fuck are you doing I'm making a sandwich yeah. and then he fucking <laughs> drops the fucking uh, the oven door on the guy's knees yeah oh man <laughs> But no, like, yeah, but there's not... a lot less of these kind of morally grey characters mm-hmm. coming out. There are, again, I have to admit, there is a 
bit of a push for these characters to exist, but they seem to only exist in horror movies at the moment. There's not a lot of, like, mainstream... Like, like they get a lot of horror protagonists where they've done some, like, fucked up shit in the past and they need to redeem themselves for the thing course I'm of the movie. Tired of. I'm kind of tired of horror movies just being about grief, being a metaphor for grief. How many times can we have that same fucking story? We've had the same... We've had, we've had some good shit from that. We've essentially Hereditary. had... We've essentially had all... Since Hereditary came out and was a big hit, that's essentially all it's been. No, no. Although, Babadook. even prior to Hereditary... Babadook. Even prior to Hereditary, yeah, Babadook and The Descent as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's getting a bit tiring. Sometimes I just want a movie about a guy who goes out and kills people. <laughs> yeah, but even when they do do that, we get shit like Halloween ends. Yeah, where it's about the cycle of fucking evil dies tonight. <laughs> no, don't stop putting fucking weird like uh, stop putting like oh no, this is deeper than you actually think. Stop doing that. I just want a movie. I want another Friday the Thirteenth movie. I just want a guy. Fucking always comes back to you. Want another Friday the Thirteenth? That's because that's all they are. They're just it's just a guy in a hockey mask with a machete killing people. That's all I want. <laughs> Yeah. And I like it. And I want my Punisher back the way it was. <laughs> uh, We're getting very old man screams at Cloud at this point. I don't give a fuck. Punisher's good. He doesn't yeah, deserve no, what's they, happened to him. They really, they did kind of fuck that up a lot. And have you seen the more, the most recent, the Chip Zdarsky Daredevil run that's been going out recently? No. He's more like the fucking Punisher than the Punisher is at the moment. Mm. <laughs> And he's really fucking good. There's a fucking phenomenal line, by the way. He's going up against... Uh, how familiar are you with uh, US Agent? I know who he is. As a character. Yeah. Right, okay, so you know, like, roughly his, like, backstory that he's basically, like, Captain America, yeah. but fucked, right? Yeah. So there's a moment where, Dare- where they send... Uh, where, like, Daredevil goes after US Agent, right? And US Agent says, like, I'm on... Basically, does, like, I'm on a mission... My mission is ordained by God, Right? Essentially trying to be like, you know, See the fucking, Blues Brothers, what the fuck? Not, not quite, but kind of like, is this like, just to forget, like, you know, I'm on like a holy crusade kind of thing, right? Daredevil replies, if that's true, he wouldn't have sent the devil. Mm. And then kicks, fuck him! It's so mm. good! I'll say this one last thing before we, uh, before we continue on but with yeah, the movie. Marvel fucked it. Uh, I'll say this one last thing before we continue on with the movie. Apparently they're bringing John Bernthal back to be the Punisher. I swear to God, if the MCU turns if, into a, a fucking wisecracking little... Like, if they turn the Punisher into, like, essentially what he was in, like, the fucking Marvel Super Friends shit... Yeah. Fuck that. Uh, fuck. Although it would be interesting... To get to have it go full circle and have him trying to kill Tom Holland, that'd be funny as fuck. That would be quite funny. <laughs> if they go full circle and it's like he's actually been sent to, to kill Spider Man, he's trying to do some wisecracks, just gets the shit kicked out of him. Right? Yeah, but no, I mean like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, Marvel are doing these R-rated movies now again. They're bringing out fucking Deadpool three and Blade's supposed to be R-rated. So although again, that's if you want to go through a technicality, yes, it is supposedly going to be part of the MCU. Deadpool three was in production before. The MCU by over Fox took place. So, like, how willing are they to actually go full blown? Although, supposedly, the Echo TV show is also going to be R rated. Blade's going to be R rated. That's an MCU movie. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also been, had its budget severely cut multiple times and directors fired, and the project has been in production hell for the past, like, three years. Apparently, yeah. But, you know. If they if they bring if they bring the Punisher back and they bring in Daredevil back, but I don't have any faith in that because they fucking yeah they made his costume in the nineteen sixties one which was shit. To be fair, for the for the context of the show that it was in, it made sense. Yeah, but they already had fucking Daredevil. 
doing his shit. They didn't need to bring him back and regress his character a bit. They didn't really regress it, though. Uh, anyways, they only regressed the costume. Anyways, let's go back. Alright, so, back to the film itself. We get a pretty great fight scene between Frank and the two main henchmen in this, like, totally, like, because the lights have been cut, it's like the emergency lights are on, so the f- room is fully red. Yeah, and you initially think the two goons are, like, just these fucking mannequins. Yeah, but then they, like, start moving and shit, and it's really cool. This is very Kiwami 2. Very much so, yes. Very Yakuza Kiwami 2. Or just Yakuza 2. Because it's not a side mission, so it would have been the original game as well. But yeah, anyway. So this fight scene is fucking incredible. I won't go into too much detail on it, because I actually do recommend that if you are a fan of The Punisher as a character, or just a fan of 80s action movies in general, I would highly recommend watching this movie. Which is why I'm not going into as much detail with regards to plot points. We're skipping over quite a few bits here and there. Because this film, I would say, is definitely worth watching. You fucking Michael Myers a guy to the wall. Oh yeah, it's fucking great. He pins a guy to the wall with like a fucking spear. It's, have, I don't uh, know, although I will admit, uh, my knowledge on sort of these like, kind of feudal Japanese weaponry that they use within this is somewhat limited. I'm calling it a spear. I don't think it's act. It's not actually technically a spear. It's, it's a long stick else. of a blade. It's a spear. <laughs> it's called something else. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it is... Unfortunately, have I can't some remember really it. Bad yeah. e- then we have some really bad editing when the second gun dies. Oh yeah, some he gets fucking, fucking impaled, ended. but it's yeah. like... Um, but it like cuts, so th- cuts away so you don't see him getting impaled. There's like a fast cut to the Punisher's reaction and it cuts back and you just see him yeah. in the aftermath. It's shite. Mm-hmm. Franco catches up with uh, Tanaka. Yes, and nearly gets fucking killed when he shouts out his son's name and, Tana- and one of the goons turns around and fires a fucking desert eagle at his face. Yeah, Tanaka's daughter does that, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he gets put down before this. Um, plays possum a bit. Oh yeah, 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 plays possum a bit. The guys come out to I'm check him. I'm convinced he would have died though because that gun fired like three times. Oh yeah, and it was. I'm pretty sure it was a shotgun as well. It was an Uzi. Oh yeah. <laughs> so then he gets up, sprays the cunts with the Uzi. We then... And see Frank fighting Tanaka's daughter. Another pretty awesome fight scene mm-hmm. between the two of them. I admit some of the cuts here and there are a little bit unnecessary. I would have liked to have seen more of the choreography. But again, there are parts of that that can't be helped. It's pretty that, brutal, actually. Oh, yeah, it's a very brutal fight scene. At one point, uh, Tanaka's daughter launches a knife and it hits Frank right in the back of his leg, like in his kind of cat, like... I don't think it's in the back. It's not in his calf. It's, it's like not his the, hamstring. It's, it's not in the back either. Oh no, it is. It's in the front. No, no, sorry, it yeah, is it's in the in front. Yeah, because you see Franco stepping on it later. So. Yeah, so it's like, so you see him like right in the front of his his leg, like his thigh. Yeah. And it's it's fucked up. It's the, yeah, gets her in a headlock. Snaps. Gets her in a headlock. Snaps her neck. We then get an awesome camera move as he pulls the knife out of his. Like we get a close up of the knife as he's pulling it out, and the camera kind of shakes slightly to really sell the brutality of him, like pulling out this yeah. uh, <laughs> fucking hell what was that Dolph Lundgren yeah. that was that wasn't Dolph Lundgren that was pure Schwarzenegger yeah. that was pure that was well, pure you know they say Dolph Lundgren's a big muscly man from Sweden he's a Swedish Schwarzenegger yeah kinda <laughs> uh, we then get a pretty fucked up confrontation between Franco and Tanaka yeah she's in like uh, is, it, is it geisha makeup uh, or is that Chinese? I don't know. No, no, no. That is uh, that is Japanese. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, I don't know if it is full or if that is what you would call that specific makeup look that she has on. I don't know. It just kind of looks I like that movie the, Memoirs of a Geisha. So. Yeah, I think the Geisha makeup's a little more involved. 
Like it's a little bit more decorative. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, again, I'm kind of I'm fucking blanking on a lot of history that I used to know years ago. But yeah, so she's got uh, Franco's kid hostage, and Franco threatens to kill her. To which she replies, "But I will kill your son first. And which one of us will lose more? Not mm-hmm. me." Essentially telling them like, "Yeah, and." <laughs> Yes, and... Like, a very flowery way of saying, I <laughs> And? What, what of it? I <laughs> <laughs> mm. imagine you actually just said it, just like, what of it? <laughs> and that was the actual fucking line. Sounds like a conversation here down the pub. <laughs> what, threatening some cunt's kid? It depends where you live, I suppose. But yeah, yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> depends on the pub. Hmm... Frank then busts in through the wall and launches a knife. Is it a wall? I thought it was a window. I'm pretty sure it's one of the paper walls. No, there's a lot of glass on the ground and shit. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. He he fully launched himself. Yeah, you're right. It's through a fucking window. And then launches a knife right into Tanaka's skull. Mm. Something that we've pointed out before does not work in real life. Unless it's a baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just imagining the exact same scene now. (laughs) <laughs> but it's just a christening <laughs> he just jumps through <laughs> just go oh shit I meant to get the priest <laughs> fuck <laughs> oh goat hen I'm so sorry I'm you, so- you can make another one it's fine uh, you <laughs> I'll get you the priest oh I'm so sorry but you know nine months you can make another one uh, you'll, be, you'll be sound it's <laughs> not like that fucking bit from the Assassin's Creed 2 DLC that I have the instrument to make more it's like that conversation in the first Scream movie you know it's been a while I think you should get over it oh fuck yeah that's <laughs> I always forget that Scream has so many like fucked up moments like that in it your mother's a whore yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Franco then threatens the Punisher before he can kill him basically being like hey like takes the revolver out and he's just uh, attempts to kill the Punisher but his son walks into the room and stops him Dead. beginning our final fight scene <laughs> this poor fucking kid <laughs> yeah, he gets in the, the span of five minutes real time has watched two adults die in front of him and he's been chucked uh, across the room he's twice he's been chucked so across the room and twice and this one scene he's been chucked across the room twice oh yeah right enough Frank yeah. pushes him out the way and then uh, his dad pushes him out the way and yeah yeah and then I, I this kid this, gets put through the fucking ringer I mentioned yeah, so this the fight real... ends with Frank firing what looks to me like a Smith & Wesson so revolver yeah, Smith & Wesson 44 Magnum so we don't know what it's chambered in just by looking at it but because like film language we can assume that this is meant to be it makes like a 44 big boom lang- a 44 <laughs> Magnum basically a fucking hand cannon yeah it makes a big boom <laughs> yeah so if this is real life his back is well he's no fucking goat one anymore basically <laughs> <laughs> he's just yeah, because he stands up and he's like, Whoa, he does that movie thing. Where he does he, like, the movie thing where his, like, his hand goes his into jacket, his jacket yeah. and it comes out all bloody and stuff. He's like, Whoa. But no, if this was real, you know, he wouldn't fucking move. <laughs> yeah, no, he wouldn't move. <laughs> you would just see his back disintegrate. <laughs> his, kid, his kid would have seen that all. He's like, I saw my dad blow out his back the other day. He was lifting a table. My dad, my dad, blew, my dad, blew, got his, my dad blew out his back the other day. He, he got, got shot, shot in the fucking spine. <laughs> <laughs> he got shot through the chest. The exit wound was the size of a fucking grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> Still can't eat watermelon. 
just yeah. flat. He just sees. He's like a, a seasonal summer fruits and has like fucking flashbacks to his dad's back. Ah. <laughs> yeah, then, uh, all the one of the kids, one of the kids at the wards offers him some Jello. <laughs> this is when the what's his name, fucking Louis Gossett Jr. is making his way back into the building. Yeah, with his buddies. Or I say his buddies, SWAT team. Um, uh, the kid then grabs a gun and says that he'll kill the Punisher to which his Frank Australian replies was coming, his Australian accent was coming through at this bit a little bit yeah to which the Punisher replies by kneeling down in front of him and said go on kid do it cure me do yourself the do yourself the favour of getting it over with now instead of waiting until you're like an adult to become like your dad just promise me one thing you're a good kid be a good man don't be like your father because <laughs> if you don't I'll come in for you because because if you don't <laughs> I'll come for you. Yeah, 20 years later, the guy's just like drops, accidentally drops a cigarette button to the floor. I fucking told you! <laughs> I told you, Tommy. <laughs> Time no, to die. No, there's an episode of The Batman, like the cartoon, where they do that whole shtick, where like the Joker pretends to be the Batman, but he's like the meme version of the Batman, so he's like kicking fuck out of people for jaywalking and shit. Hey, have you seen that SNL sketch about Batman? Like, oh, he's like, get the fuck out of my neighborhood! Like, yeah, it's just, it's just I like, fucking hate him. Well, yeah, there's that. Yeah, yeah, it's just like Batman keeps on beating up minorities. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Batman, sh- yeah. Fucking fascist, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I love that sketch. It's really good. But I, you know, if he comes back twenty years, kills Tommy, that'd be hilarious. But yeah, Tommy, uh, at him. which point the kid then breaks down crying and can't shoot him, so Frank gives him like a hug. And he fucks off at the building. He gives him a hug, but he does like, whisper in his ear, I will kill you in 20 years if you fuck up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> you, get a, you get an A- in an exam and I'll you fucking be- kill you. You better file your tax returns right. <laughs> <laughs> or else I'll murder you, Tommy. <laughs> you better renew your car insurance, you little fuck. <laughs> you, better hope, you better hope to God that when your dog shits on the grass you outside, pick that Tommy, shit up. you better pick that up. No one likes a litter bug, Tommy. <laughs> Is his name Tommy? Yeah. We've just kind of gave him the name Tommy. <laughs> Tommy, Franco... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember anymore. Anyway, so Frank leaves. The cops come in and rescue the kid from what has undoubtedly been the most traumatising yeah, experience of his fucking life. Are you okay, life. kid? No. No! <laughs> he just witnessed no. two people die. One of them was his father. Th- one of them was his father and then was directly threatened by the man who killed both of them. <laughs> I'm pretty fucking far from okay. <laughs> Gonna get a couple of nope pipe wielding fellas. Thank fuck you said fellas. Move on. <laughs> there we go. I'm not stereotypically Italian. There we go. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Break the cycle. Don't be racist. Uh, so. <laughs> so the film ends with Frank giving a very similar monologue to the one he gave in the beginning. So he gives a he gives a monologue that sounds like it belongs in the fucking crew. It does, yeah. When he's like, I pray to God. About, yeah. He hasn't answered yet. He hasn't answered yet. <laughs> Until then, the guilty will be punished. And we see his bossack again. I don't, I didn't see bossack. I saw ass crack. I didn't see bossack. If you look closely, you can see like his bossack. How close were you looking, my guy? Very. <laughs> Fair play, Dolph Lundgren's hot. Uh, so, no, I was just looking. Oh, there is one. Th- there is one thing I want to point out, right? Now that we're kind of at the end of the movie, right? Right. His fucking hair in this movie, right? I can't. He's supposed to be looking. I like had the Punisher no problems with like black hair. This cunt looks like Elvis. Right? <laughs> it's something. But see, because it's like Dolph Lundgren, he's got that big fuck off jaw, right? And he's got the hair up in a fucking quiff. 
He looks like a bad Elvis impersonator, or better yet, for any fans of Little Shop of Horrors, he looks like Steve Martin's portrayal of the dentist. I mean, it fits. I mean, Elvis liked guns. Elvis was a junkie. Punisher looks like a junkie in this movie. Yeah, because he's living in the fucking sewers. Yeah, yeah. He's a dirty boy. Yeah, yeah. So that was The Punisher. A highly enjoyable movie. Is it what I would call a good movie? No. Is it a good action flick? Fuck yeah, it is. Yeah. It's kind of the same the same thing that a lot of people use for like Star Trek movies. Like, is it a good movie versus is it a good Star Trek movie? And they can it can be both or it can be either or. Mm. Like depending on what like you can get good action flicks that are also good movies, things like Die Hard and all that kind of stuff. Careful though, because if you start talking about it like that, you might we might end up sounding like these uh these very pretentious people that say, I like this horror movie because it's elevated horror. I've also I've also started seeing a lot of arguments saying that Robocop isn't an action movie. Because they think it's really good. They call it a drama. Piss off. I'm like, fuck off. It's an action <laughs> movie. Not only is it an action movie, it's also a sat it's a satire of action movies yeah. that were coming out at the time. Like, more than half of that movie is action. More than <laughs> half of that movie is blood, guts and tits. Well not tits, but still. No, there's tits in that movie. Is there? Oh no. yeah, no, there is. Yeah, there's the scene where like they're fucking like doing yeah, blow and there's shit. A yeah. lot of gunfire and explosions. A lot of gunfire, a lot of explosions. There's that guy that ends up with the fi- with like the fucking sausage fingers going guy that, yeah. he gets fucking yeah. blown up. Yeah, there's that guy that melts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Robocop is a great movie. Robocop's fucking awesome. But no, we're not talking about Robocop. We're talking about, we're the, talking Punisher. about the Punisher. Yeah. So as is a really fun movie. And if you are a fan of the Punisher or 80s action movies, like I said earlier, definitely check it out. Although we did cover the film quite comprehensively, there is plenty of stuff we left out. There's only so much in the podcast asked for. There's only so much you can really discuss when talking about action movies, unless we were to sit there like a couple of fucking the UFC commentators and be like, go blow for blow. Like, I need it. Like, the fuck well, That's that a shit. nice right hook there. Oh, he's coming in with a gut shot. Oh my God. This God is my witness. He is broken in half. <laughs> <laughs> one of his Dana White's this shit. No, no. One of his uh, Joe Rogan's this shit, you know. Uh, fuck that shit. <laughs> fuck uh, Joe Rogan. Anyway. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, so... T- Thoroughly enjoyed The Punisher. Uh, really enjoyed it, both as a fan of the comics and as a fan of action movies in general. Uh, what about yourself, Cub? What did you think of it? Oh, I fucking love this movie. I texted you at like 2 in the morning when I was watching this, being like... Punisher's is- good. I was like, this is glorious. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that was the word you used. Like, this is glorious. Uh, I think I sent you that text message directly after uh, the, the Frenchman slur. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, finally, somebody said it. <laughs> somebody said it! <laughs> no, you can't even fucking say that shit, you cunt. Yeah, I can. I've got French friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Punisher, phenomenal movie. Cannot wait until all that. But our next movie, bit of a tone shift. Yeah, we're doing... Uh, uh, as we are beginning our, our foray into Wes Craven's yeah, cause filmography. Because if, if you didn't hear the news, we're doing two series at once. We're, we're doing two... So we'll be doing two weeks on... Once, two weeks on Marvel movies and then the following two weeks on Wes Craven. Once we're finished with Wes Craven, we'll move on to another director or perhaps just an, or perhaps another theme in general if we decide that maybe not... Uh, a director isn't the way to go. We'll keep you updated with that. So yeah, next week we're doing a uh, Last House on the Left. Yes. The week after that, Hell's of Eyes, and then we will be returning back to Marvel with Captain America, the nineteen ninety, the nineteen ninety Captain America. Yes. And uh, Blade. There, were, there are some nineteen seventies Captain America movies, but they were straight to video in all territories, so we won't be covering them. I think they're actually TV movies, to be honest. But yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah. there, we are going to be breaking our, our rule of theatrical movies a couple of times. We are going to be doing this Captain America movie. It's the same instance as The Punisher where it didn't come out in America in the cinemas. It did come out theatrically over uh-huh. here, however. And, and in, in the, certain places in Europe, I Yeah, believe. and then in the mid-2000s, there was a Man Thing movie, which was a TV movie in America, but yeah. it came out in cinemas some places. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing that uh, too. We will also be covering Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. I can't remember if that, that got did a come out in cinemas. Release. That did come out in cinemas. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels like a straight-to-TV movie. Yeah, so does Punisher Warzone, but that came out of cinemas as well. It just yeah. didn't do well. So, yeah, thanks very much for tuning in to Archive Panic. As always, I've been Ben Niven. And I'm Jacob Russell. And we will see you next week for the beginning of our West Craven filmography with The Last House on the Left.